Where's my super suit? What's your boy Phony Toast, the toast with the most, and... Task 1, T-A-S-K. We are here today to bring you comic book, comic media, and comic gaming information with the primary topic today being something that a lot of people are talking about as their first issue has just dropped, and that is the new... Well, not necessarily new, but redone Squadron Supreme. Mm-hmm. And I know what you're seeing here is Season 1, Topic 2. Um, we are going to actually release Topic 1 a little bit later. We'll also be talking about uh, our good old boy Iron Fist and something that's really, uh, I'd almost say, plaguing his character right now in terms of you know where he's going to go. Right. But let's get to it. Now, who are the Squadron Supreme? Squadron Supreme... The original cast. Mm-hmm. Who, who do you really represents the core of the original Squadron Supreme? Cast? Well, well, let me basically say something that no one, because I've done a lot of research on this. I've been reading Squadron Supreme forever. Nobody wants to say what the Squadron Supreme are, <laughs> and the Squadron Supreme are the Justice League. Let me just throw that out there. They're Marvel's Justice League. There's Hyperion, who is Superman. Yeah, be like to the T. Like he is just Superman. And um, then there's Nighthawk, and Nighthawk is their Batman. Yes. And um, there's been different types of Nighthawks, but the main Nighthawk that we know, he is pretty much just their Batman. He is Batman. He's rich. I mean, yeah. the, since 2003 at least. Mm. And no, before that, Kyle Richmond. Every yeah, Kyle Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. has always been wealthy. Yeah. He's always had, you know, his own businesses. Exactly. He's, Moonlighted, if you will, as exactly. a character. He's had a ridiculous costume. Yeah. But they they went ahead and fixed that, and I love that they fixed that. And the Supreme Power comic um, that uh, was on Max, written by J. Michael Szczynski. Um And, um, yeah, um, I was, you know, the, the Squadron, they're from another universe, and they're pretty much the Avengers of their universe. And,. They come over to our side, and of course, in Marvel's way, you know, back when Marvel and DC were having a war where they still kind of are, but it's kind of Marvel's way of saying our characters are better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's their way of doing it. I'm actually shocked DC hasn't done the same thing. <laughs> I'm shocked DC has not made their version of a Squadron Supreme. But uh, it's kind of a messed up way. Yeah, then there's Power Princess, which is pretty, which is Wonder Woman to a yeah. T. And Amazonian. Yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, Amazonian with super strength. Mm-hmm. And that's super strength and fighting skills. Exactly. Who has got a really violent temper. Exactly. <laughs> then they got the Wizard, which is a horrible name. I'm glad they changed them to the Blur. Yes. Because they originally the Wizard. I'm like, what the hell is a wizard? He, hey, you will slip anytime you're around this <laughs> I just want to say, oh, the wizard. Oh, I there. You know, like the wizard, he's supposed to be the Flash. And um, then it's Dr. Spectrum, which is supposed to be their Green Lantern. Obvious Green Lantern. Yeah. Man, you couldn't. You couldn't bite the Green Lantern anymore. So instead, <laughs> let's say you don't have a ring, and let's give you this prism. Yeah, you just and you can make constructs yes. from light-based anything in your imagination. So just in case if DC ever says, hey, you just read that Green Lantern. But no, he's not like Green Lantern at all. Green Lantern has a ring. <laughs> he has a prism. He has jewelry, all right? Look, he's got the bling. This guy has a rock. All right? Yeah, exactly, there's, exactly. There's a difference there, apparently. And so, you know, it's the, they are pretty much... Um, and in this newest um, incarnation... Um, because at the Secret Wars, all the Marvel pretty much had a crisis on Infinite Earths. 
Like, yes. secret wars that just... It's still going on. It's supposed to have been ended. Like, can we talk about how, real quick, how Secret Wars was just a big clusterfuck? Can we, can we just mention that real quick? Can we just throw that out there? I am so uninterested in Secret Wars. It sucks how right they did. I'm like, no, bro, how did you have everyone's attention? Then completely lose it. It started so, when they said, God Doom. A tear, a, a small tear oh, fell man. from my eye. I was like, "Thank you." Like people Thank don't you. understand that Doom is the greatest villain ever created, and I think that that's Hands one thing down. Secret Wars did right was when the group went and saw Doctor Strange, and they're like, "Doom has taken over the world," and they're like, "What do you mean?" And he was like, "Well, Doom was the only one that could fix all this. Everything was fucked. Everything was fucked." And Doctor Doom said, "You know what?" I got this. Yeah. <laughs> and if you notice yeah. throughout history, it's always Doom. It is always Doom. Can we go Doom. back to the original Secret War? Do, who Doom has it in for the Beyonders. Exactly. And I, think, and I think it's a good way to almost say nothing is beyond Doom. Exactly. Exactly. Like that that is what is represented in Doom's I mean, like you said, all chips down, the heroes heroes and villains don't even know what's really going on. Exactly. Because if you go into this Secret Wars mm-hmm. and the last Secret Wars, mm-hmm. Doom was acting on his own with who he needed to get the job done. Exactly. First it was Claw. Exactly. You know, and he made he designed a machine to mm-hmm. take the Beyonder's power. Yes. And then boom, you go right into this Secret Wars, and he turns it right back around. And he's like, "All right, Molecule Man." Yeah. We got work to And he convinced Molecule yeah. Man to, like, do all that. And, like, it was just crazy. But, anyways, yeah. So, they, so they had the big Secret Wars thing. And pretty much this current Squadron Supreme, the one that you see here with the Alex Ross curl cover, they're pretty much the Squadron Supreme. <laughs> 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 they're pretty much the Squadron Supreme of different planets, which I like how they've done that, is that they're the final. Um, they're still the Squadron Supreme, but they're ones from different planets universes so each yeah. one doesn't know each other yeah. the only two that we fully actually the only i would say i would say you've pretty much met if you've been reading as much marvel as i have you've met every single member of this squadron supreme they're pretty much a squadron supreme from each reincarnation the hyperion is the most recent hyperion yes from the new from the avengers book yes him and thor were buddy buddy yes which Oh god! Having Thor and Hyperion on the same team is just insanity. I'm just like, wow, this Avengers team. Who the fuck can fuck with that? Like, yes, so you, yeah. you know, they got so bad they started like writing their own episode. Like, it's just gonna be Thor and Hyperion. In no, seriously, they like, can't really put anybody. Like, no, seriously, that, that was the problem. Was I like the team? It was pretty much all the heavy hitters in Marvel. But the problem was, it was all the heavy hitters in Marvel. Yes. So I'm like, what can they fight? <laughs> what exactly can they fight to you know balance all this? But anyways, so so um we have a Perion from the recent Jonathan Hickman written um Avengers run. Yes. We have the Nighthawk from the amazing um Supreme Power Run written by J. J. Michael Straczynski, drawn by Gary Frank. If you haven't read that, go that read it because good. it was too good. The Nighthawk it. <sighs> The whole concept of the Supreme Power book was that Michael Straczynski took DC characters and said, what if we wrote them like this? (laughs) What if we take everything that we love about these characters but make it like this? Let's (laughs) give them some darkness. Yes. Let's give them some violence. Make them... Like, 
what if Hyperion? Mm-hmm. This is a great what if. No, yeah. they've tried to do this with Superman, and I don't think they've. I think DC's been scared to flesh it out. Is uh-huh. what if he was taken in by the government? Well, yeah, because one of the biggest problems I've always had with Superman's story was that he landed on Earth in the middle of a cornfield. I refuse to believe that no one would have heard that or known that. And how the hell did the dad drag the spaceship into a damn barn without no one noticing? Like, it's like, it doesn't make sense. I got you. I can explain all okay. that. Oh, right. here we go. Here so, we go. Superman. Huh? Explain. <laughs> what are you doing? You know how Superman beats all his villains? Yes. Superman. It's part of the contract. So anything involving Superman, Superman simply has to win with. So when he was Hold a baby, up. when he was a baby, you're like, hey, look, it doesn't make any sense that he crash land on her side. But if you were to read how DC would write it, they would say he had special Kryptonian silencer units attached oh, to his unit. Dude, don't because you dare. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because, you, like you say, you don't you know, Batman this shit. Like, how did he do that? I'm Batman. Like, no, 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 no. That doesn't work. Hey, or maybe it does. I don't know. Like, Because my man has chained planets together oh, God. and towed them across that's the world. That's old. That's pre-crisis and pre-flashpoint Superman. It doesn't count anymore. It doesn't count anymore. He doesn't count anymore. He doesn't count anymore. Anyways, but back to this. So then we have um, the Nighthawk from the Supreme Power. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Power Princess from the um, the older run, um, which you see above here, right here. Oh shit! Yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah, we have yes. the Power Princess from there. We have the Doctor Spectrum, which is a female, and she was from the recent Jonathan Hickman New Avengers run, where they go to her universe and they completely destroy her universe. Uh, uh, the Cabal oh, yes. did it uh, with Namor. Namor pushed the button. Namor, you know, uh, we'll get there. And then uh, the, the 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 runner dude, the black guy. I, I know where he's from. He's not from Squadron. He's not from Squadron Supreme at all. Okay, he's from the new universe. Remember the eighties new universe that Starbrand came from. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, he's from that universe. I forgot the name of the group that he's from. I apologize to y'all. I should have probably had more info on that. But um, he's from that place. So he's also a speedster that's black. Okay. So he's their speedster. I see Thundra on the team. But she has it, as far as issues, one concern, mm-hmm. she's just in the book. She's she not on the not team on yet. Team. I don't see yeah, her on the team so. yet. I'm concerned on why Thunder is on the team because I'm like, you already have Power Princess. Why do we need Thunder? Yeah, like Power Princess and Hyperion are yeah, uh, you are, know two two brutes. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're two tanks. Mm-hmm. Thunder is a full tank. She brings nothing else to the table. She doesn't add anything new except for more of the same. So I'm wondering if you know James Robinson, who's writing this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm wondering if he has something because I, I trust James Robinson except for what is Justice League. Well. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, that was in the Justice League when he had a big blue gay alien on the team <laughs> and a giant golden immortal gorilla. But <laughs> you do what you got to do, right? Hey, man, you know I'm dealing with different stuff, and I was kind of like, yeah, that's not my Justice League. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, so they're the new Squadron Supreme, and they announced this book a while back, and I was concerned. Because I'm kind of like, do we need a squadron supreme? Because they're supposed to be on the same planet as Avengers, right? And it's kind of like, so do do we need do we need a squadron supreme book on top of the Avengers? So the book came out, and uh, I don't know. So why don't you tell me 
Okay. Let's choose the hottest. I have so many problems with this book. Okay. All right. So, number one, the first problem I have with this book is the first thing that these guys do. The first thing is they come out and they go after they go after my boy Namor. Okay. Now, Namor is a to me he's a staple in the Marvel universe. He is. He is a lone character that makes people think twice if they want to ever pick up an Aquaman book mm-hmm. because he is Aquaman written like a man. I mean, that's what he's been mm-hmm. his entire. Don't get me wrong. Aquaman has had some good runs, but yeah. for the most part. Namor makes you feel fear Namor. Namor has not had a moment where you're like, okay, it's fifty. Imperious Rex, hands down, falls out. Namor is coming to kill. I mean, he's and he's been he's been on teams with Captain America, Jim Hammond, there, he original Human Torch on the Invaders back yes. in the day. So yes. he's been around for a number of years, as far as more as far as Marvel Universe is concerned. Mm-hmm. He's fought. He fought big as big a people as the Hulk. Yes, he has. So his strength is, you know, definitely proven. He's gone, you know, he's gone to every length to save his wonderful city of Atlantis that you could possibly imagine, even including starting war with the surface world, yada yada yada, bio stuff. Mm-hmm. He to me is too big of a character to have addressed in a first issue. And when I say addressed, I'm going to get to basically what happened to my boy Namor. Okay. Namor, sorry. And that is this. My boy Namor, planet killer, as uh, apparently he's the become. Killer. Yeah. Um, he is now being judged in a single book for his actions. And don't get me wrong. I have no problem with the matchup here mm-hmm. as they decide to pit him against the primary uh, on the Squadron Supreme. And that is our boy Hyperion. Yes. Hyperion is essentially Superman. Mm-hmm. You don't beat Superman. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, he's I just Superman. How, I get how that works. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But to take him in the issue one of their book and simply just end him. I mean, my boy. Spoilers, man, by the way. <laughs> we, have, we have spoilers. I okay, can't not right. do spoilers. I give people a week. Okay, okay, okay. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You have some spoilers. <laughs> and that's what the big issue is, is Namor is dead. I mean, any. Any site you see this on right now, that's the big news is they killed Namor. Okay. And not just killed Namor, because, you know, you see this right here and you think, okay, well, you know, he's probably not dead. No. My man is deceased. Yeah, he's dead. Head on the ground. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They did that. Yep. They did that. And to me, that doesn't say that you have, you're going to take this team and do a lot with them. Mm-hmm. I, I'd almost want to say that doing something this big in your initial book uh-huh. is leading me up to you're going to have a short run. And I disagree. I disagree with that. And let me explain why. Basically, the what I got from this was that this, first of all, this team is powerful as shit. Let's just throw that out there. Yeah. They're powerful as shit. So how do you let people know how powerful your team is? From the get-go, they take it out a big name. They take it out one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel Universe. Like that, like like if you're going to do it, and that's what you're where you're going with the book. That my team is unfuckwittable. You gotta let them know. What better way to know is to make them take out Namor. I'm a Namor fan. I love Namor, but I could tell for years Marvel just didn't know what to do with them. They just didn't know what to do with them. They even made it. They even put them with X Men for a good. while. I remember when he was holding with the X Men, which I thought was kind of cool. 
But then there was a part of me that was kind of like, okay, that's wait, I don't understand. Like, so he's an X Men now? So, like, that doesn't make sense. To me, that was very out of character because okay. of Atlantis. Because he doesn't. Yeah, you're part mutant. Yes, helping mm-hmm. them out from time to time. But him basically almost living among them to that degree mm-hmm. and not being that primary Atlantean yeah. just felt out of character for me. It just was weird to have Namor on the team. Like, it just didn't fit. He even had fucking Phoenix powers for a second. Yeah. I was just like, and he destroyed Wakanda. I yeah. remember that. And well, the destruction of Wakanda, I mean, that, you know, that was coming. <laughs> I mean, that's, what else is he going to do? No, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. Um, I understand why he did it. I understand. I understand why they decided to go that route with it. And I liked what happened at the end of the book, which was pretty much the Avengers are like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> you can't just be doing shit like this with this, might I say, horrendous lineup of Avengers. I hate this team. I don't like it. I don't care for the team. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Uh, like, that this, was... This is... This is one of the points I was going to make. So, okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I have to get to this point. Go for it. Go for it. The ending of the comic is where I really think that they're going to do something either really bad with this team or really good with this team. With the Kenny Avengers? This or? Is why, no, I'm sorry. Oh, it's Squadron. Th- this team's horrible. I hope they don't. <laughs> Notice I put the X on my boy Spider-Man. He's ah, on the team. He that's like the first issue. Like, this team's a joke. Yes. <laughs> I would not be caught dead. I have integrity. I'm <laughs> Spider-Man. Do you know how much money I bring into this Seriously. Like, but when they brought in the Avengers at the end of the episode, Mm-hmm. That's immediately in in the comic book world. You're having to answer for your crime. Yes. And regardless of how crappy the team is, because I can we'll play out the fight in a minute, because mm-hmm. I can kind of see how they might take this. Mm-hmm. Them bringing that classic battle, which they've done before, mm-hmm. uh, with the Avengers versus the Squadron Supreme slash mm-hmm. Sinister. Mm-hmm. You know, they fought both iterations. They fought the good, thinking they were the bad. Yada yada yada. Yeah. That tells me that you're either going to punt these guys off which is why I think Tundra might be involved move them into a different conflict that doesn't take place in this time because like you said they're too powerful yes they've already done something huge yes to you know I mean this this is the new Steve Rogers Captain America Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ultimate Edition I hate it you know and he you know they're not going to be allowed on the same planet yes anymore so, what I think is going to happen is either they're going to move them over or it's going to be a short run and we're going to watch them We're going to watch them get scaled back a lot. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch maybe even their team start to split up mm-hmm. and, you know, things of that nature. Well, the Squadron Supreme? The Squadron Supreme okay. team, which I don't want to see happen. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of them, but I almost think that they're so powerful, they might have to be kind of like authority in DC where you, Man, you have authority. to do them separately because... You can't contend against them. It would be ridiculous for in a book where Superman went up against anybody. Well, not anybody, but against like a Jenny Quantum. Like, you went head-to-head with your, you know, our toughest versus your toughest. It's not going to make sense. No, I get exactly what you're saying. But I like the aspect because one of the things I've never really understood is why are the Avengers the only ones that have to save the world? True. Why can't it be someone else? And that's one thing I like. I like the concept that we have the Avengers who are the, the goody goody two shoes. Then they have the Squadron Supreme, and they're here to make sure shit gets done. 
Right. Like, shit's gonna get done. We're gonna take care of these guys. And the, one thing I like about the whole aspect of, you know, the authority, which, if you guys don't know, that's, like, my favorite group of all time. Like, no one touches the authority. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyways. So they are, um, I mean, it is, if you haven't picked it up, pick that book up. It's amazing. Go back and start with Jenny Sparks on the authority. Mm-hmm. Volume one. I mean, you you will be surprised. You'll probably go back. That book is so good; it makes you read other books. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, you so want to like learn the whole history of them. But um, the thing is, you know, the authority was around, but there were still other superheroes. There were the Wildcats. There was the Stormwatch. There was Wetworks. There were a bunch of other superheroes that were still around when Authority was doing their thing. See, Authority only showed up when something fucked up happens. When something's so bad. That you you just need to be wiped off the planet. Like you just did something horrendous. Like something right. so bad. Something along the lines of empowering hundreds of thousands of young people with superheroes to become <laughs> bombs and then smashing them into a populated country. Exactly. Would you say that would be exactly. Nice? That's, that's where you send. That's, that's where you send the authority. <laughs> like that's when they show up. Like they don't show up for the small shit. Which I'm thinking. That's where Marvel's going up. Especially with lineups like this. Like, I, I hate this lineup. First of all, I, I have to go back and reread this. Which human torch is that? Because in, but no, but in this issue, I think that was Johnny Storm. Oh, in the first issue? Yeah, that's why I was like, wait, what, so no, what no, I remember this. I remember reading it because everyone saw that Human Torch was on his team, but right. then they were like, okay, but wait, he's also supposed to be on the Inhumans, which they still haven't yeah, explained. Yeah, he, he is on the Inhumans. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They still haven't explained why he's there other than that he's burning Medusa now. And I'm just like, okay, is that it? Is that like the only reason right. why he's there? Yeah. He just seems out of place. But then we see this. I remember when Marvel was first and that slowly announced all the new teams. Then we see this. So everyone's like, okay, is that Hector Hammond? But then when you read this book, it's, it's Johnny Storm. Right. That's why I'm like, wait a minute, and then we see them at the end of Squadron, and now he's at their hands. It's it's, de- it's definitely Hammond in the Squadron. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely Hammond, Hammond in the Squadron. But with this it. team on yeah. there, like, but that's why I'm like, Marvel get it right, man. Like, which one is it? It would make more sense to me if that was if that was Hammond. Yeah. It would make more sense to Hammond me. Hammond and Cap. Yeah, yeah. That, that would, those two go together. For yeah, me. that's what I'm saying. I thought that, I just assumed that that was Hammond. I'm like, no way, Human Torch will be on two different teams. It's like it's Marvel's way of saying, "Hey, Fantastic Four fans. Hey, Fantastic Four fans. You know, like uh, if you like Fantastic Four, just read our book because you know you're not gonna get a book. So, <laughs> oh my God. So, <laughs> oh, the Fantastic Four right now. That's just. I honestly don't know how they're gonna come back. I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't I don't know if Marvel wants them back. After oh, man, what that's... happened with them in the media, and you know the 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 changes I think in heroes overall, like people people don't want a family oriented comic book anymore. Why not? And that's what I think a lot of what they miss in but the essence not? of Fantastic. Here's Power. my argument. Here's my argument. People keep saying, "Oh, well, nobody wants uh, 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 that." That 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 people said, "Nobody wants a family oriented movie no more." I said, "That's bullshit." People are screaming for an incredible sequel. Yeah, and let's just be honest. Incredibles is just a Fantastic Four. You know they launched, like they know they announced that right. What Incredibles two? Oh well, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Okay, okay. So if people yeah. are asking for an Incredibles two, why can't we get a Fantastic Four? I just refuse to believe that. Like I'm like, no, it's what it is. Is that Fox has completely scarred the name True. of Fantastic Four so badly. 
Yeah, like, let's go all the way back to the movie. I don't even know most of the people know. There was a movie they made in the early 90s that never came out. It never came out. And if if you want to watch it, you can watch it in its entirety on YouTube. Someone uploaded it on YouTube. Google Fantastic Four 90s film and it will pull up and you can watch it. But I warn you, it's horrendous. There's a reason why it never came out. Pretty much, Fox had the rights and they were about to lose it. Yep. And they were like, well, what do we do to keep it? They were like, well, you gotta make a movie. And so they made a movie. (laughs) <laughs> but it was so bad so rushed and they had no money to do it and they just put it out but I mean no no actually they didn't even put it out they just they just said alright we're just not gonna put this out but well, shout but, out to the internet <laughs> hey I can tell you this much mm-hmm. as bad as it is still better than the newest one <laughs> still better than the newest one there is nothing redeemable about I mean they have missed the entire and I think this is why they don't want to make another book right now is because in the eyes of the general fan, that mm-hmm. person who's going to walk in and buy that reboot to try to enter the Fantastic Four universe, yes. they miss the essence of the characters. And that's something that even even in the the movies with uh, the, what is it, mid-2000 movies mm-hmm. um, that Fox did, yeah. they at least kind of almost got some of the essence. The relationship between the thing and the human torch was kind of there. Yeah, playful relationship back and forth. They messed up on Reed badly because they didn't make him confident. You know, they basically made him like, look, I'm inconfident. I'm not confident <laughs> in what I do and I'm not confident in love. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But the fact that they never got the same essence and I started reading Fantastic Four books. Mm-hmm. My first comic book was Fantastic Four fighting Airwalker, the automation. Oh, okay. Right like before uh, another return of Galactus. The Galactus, coming yeah, the Galactus Herald. And that was my first book I ever read. They, to me, that's the first example of superhero that mm-hmm. I ever saw. Right. Was a Fantastic Four. Right. The ben Grimm, the ever-loving blue-eyed thing, mm-hmm. clobber in time, mm-hmm. flame on. Yes. You know, I mean, that. those were things I grew up with, and to see them booking like this... Just it doesn't it doesn't give me hope in them well, the, coming back in the book. Well, the first thing that scared me this was years ago when they even first announced this was that uh, I forgot who said it. I think it was the woman that's playing um um that played uh, uh, Invisible Girl. Um, she says, "Oh, we don't feel like we need to like go in and delve into the material. We we're not gonna do that. Oh. We, we 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 got it from here." And I was just kind of like. I don't know about that. Like, I'm like, you know, I get it. They don't make these movies for us, but there's a reason why you're making this film. There's a reason why the books work. I mean, Jesus Christ, like all the best stories that are from the movies are stuff they took straight from the books. Like they just took ideas from the books. Next Captain America movie is going to be Civil War. Now I know that it's not going to be like how it is in the book, but they pretty much got the idea for it. I'm pretty sure if there wasn't a Civil War book, there wouldn't be a Civil War movie. Right. I laid a cash on the table for that. So like, or maybe there mm-hmm. would because Age of Ultron had nothing to do with Age of Ultron the book. Yeah, but they got. It but here's the thing. The here's the <laughs> thing. They still got the idea of it from the books. Yeah, they took it and they twisted it and did something else with it. I was gonna say because not one idea in the book. Oh no, 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 no. Anyway, <laughs> they just got a title. It, was it like, shouldn't have been called Age of Ultron. <laughs> it should have been called Ultron Unlimited. Yeah. That's what I say. I like the Ultron, Ultron Unlimited. To me, the Ultron... I don't know if you read the Ultron Unlimited story. 
Written by Kurt Buswick, drawn by George Perez. One of my favorite runs ever. Probably my favorite Avengers run um, uh, was, this, was this four or five issue story arc where Ultron destroys a whole country. Destroy just completely destroys a whole country. Kills everybody. I'm talking man, children, baby. Kills everyone in the whole country. Then turns them all into terminated cyborgs. Now he has a whole army. And so the Avengers go there, just Captain America, Thor, uh Firestar was on the team at the time. Uh Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Firestar, and fucking Black Panther. They just go dive in and just attack. And they're getting they're just getting fucked up. This is one of the reasons why I love the Avengers because they get their asses kicked. Like when they get into a fight, they're—I th- mean, Captain America's arm is broken. Thor is just ripped to shreds. Like even Thor got fucked up. Like yeah. no one left that thing unscathed. It's in the title. Yeah. What do you think they get—they avenged the ass kick and they get at the beginning of the episode? <laughs> like it, it was Ultron Unlimited, and it had one of my favorite lines that I was begging, begging would be. In the second Avengers film, and it was um, th- they finally find the main Ultron. Cause they find all these Ultron robots, destroying all of them. They're like, none of them are the main Ultron. We need to find the main Ultron. They finally find him, and they knock down the door because he's behind this wall. They knock down the wall, and Ultron's about to kill Wasp. And Ultron turns to them, and Thor says the greatest line. Like, even Wizard, when it came out at the time, it was named Moment of the Year. That's when the Avengers finally find the Ultron, the main Ultron. They're fucked up. Fucking Captain America has a sling in his arm. Iron Man's suit is ripped off. Captain America's pretty much naked except for his mask. Like, they're fucked up. And Thor points his hammer at him and says, Ultron, we shall have words with thee. Nice. That line was just like, ah! like it was just like, like, like you could tell, like they're about to go ham. Like, all right, let's go in. But that's what I think the second Avengers movie should have been called Ultron Unlimited. Like, if you think about it, it was pretty much that story of all the different Ultrons that had to fight. There was a yeah. different country he was trying to kill. It should have just been called that. Because if you read yeah. the Age of Ultron book, which if you want to read it, you can. Not um, that great. I mean, it's. It's typical Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, it's typical. It's too Bendis. quick. It builds. It builds you up for a very disappointing ending. And although you, you kind of get a little sample of something that should have happened yes. a long time ago. Yes. And I felt should be repeated. What's that? A lot. Uh, Hank Pym. Oh, Hank Pym dying. Killing Hank. No, 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 not Hank Pym dying. Hank Pym being killed because. I'm team fuck Hank Pym. Well, he didn't die in Ultron. Um, well, Age of the Ultron. first one, remember, he killed him. In the Age of Ultron, they killed him, then they had to go back. Oh, yeah, then they, got, then they, then went, they back. went back. Because oh, yeah, because we were able to kill Everything messed up was, okay. you know, when they went back, everything was yeah. messed up because yeah, of the result right. of Hank Pym dying. You're right, you're right, you're so, right. So, you, know, you know, the Avengers hadn't formed in the mm-hmm. same way. So they're like, oh, cry me over. Look, I would have dealt with it because fuck Hank Pym, all right? Ultron, well, you know he's dead now, right? Yeah. You know he's officially dead. Well, they did a one-shot story. Marvel there. officially dead, which what? means he's resting. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Oh, Scott Lang is Ant-Man now. <laughs> they don't even want you to think about hey, Hank hey, Pym. But here's another thing. <laughs> I remember back in the roughly 2003 in a little book called Disassemble, Scott Lang was fucking dead. Dead. Uh, they didn't even have enough to scrape Scott Lang off the sidewalk. Once again, more <laughs> Bendis bullshit. <laughs> 
and, and Bendis has this knack for killing off characters he just doesn't care about. Like, if he just doesn't care about a character, he'll just kill him off. And it's like, what the fuck? You can't just... <laughs> the worst part is, you come off and bring him back. Look, if you're going to kill him, let him be dead. This is one of the main reasons I used to love the Ultimates universes. Kill a character and let him stay dead. Until, of course, the end, they fucked it all up. I don't even want to talk about it, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, Ultimatum. Like, I'm all for killing all characters. great. You loved Ultimatum? I liked Ultimatum because there's so I want I've been wanting to see Scott Summers get shot in the head. That alone. That alone. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't know what Marvel's problem with Cyclops is. <laughs> what is be a Marvel? If you're watching this, you're probably not watching this, even though you should. Be a Marvel. What is your problem with Scott Summers? Why do y'all go out of your way to just destroy this man? I don't understand it. I'm an X-Men supporter to the day, and I'm just kind of like, what is your problem with Scott Summers? Y'all have just done everything you can to just completely ruin this character. Because, i tell you why. They were like, damn, we can't get rid of this weak character with this stupid power. How is he weak? Explain this. Explain this. I want, I want, no, 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 now we better go in it. No, you, you know, I got time. Today I got time. Today I got time for this. He's a cheater who only dealt, dates telepathics. See, see, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, why did you make him do that? Like, that's why? Part of his core character. Why? No, it's not. It's part of his core no, character. No, until Grant Morrison wrote him. He would never cheat on Gene. He would never cheat on Gene. He killed so many motherfuckers to defend Gene. He made Phoenix. Phoenix wasn't Gene. That was another no, 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 no. That was Madeline Pryor, who was a clone, who he didn't know was a clone that Mister Sinister made. That was that was. Didn't know. He didn't know. How the fuck is he? He got no damn. No, she made him call Goblin Queen, and then he was doing that. He knew. Maybe, but maybe. But still, like I was just like, why are y'all ruining this character? And then I'm reading him more. He's just doing more fucked up shit. He created X Force, which I love. Which is something I think Marvel needs to go back to. I loved the X. I loved the X Men Hit Squad, which I'm hoping the new Uncanny X Men team. Led by Magneto, which another thing, Marvel, you kind of dropped the ball. We got way off subject, by the way. <laughs> um, you kind of dropped the ball. Pitch. I know, right? The one picture. All right? these teams are better than this one. <laughs> we were just saying, all these but, teams um, are clearly better. Marvel, you kind of dropped the ball on something for me, and this is just my opinion. If you feel the different, a different opinion. I was looking forward to the end of Secret Wars when they first announced it because I was like, there's a lot of shit that happened in the Marvel Universe that needs to kind of be fixed. <laughs> that needs to kind of be fixed. For example, fucking... How old is Magneto now? Like, where are we going with this? Magneto was in Auschwitz. He was in World War II. How is he all buff and standing in with the X-Men? Um, it doesn't make sense to me. You may call it strange... You may even say a stranger was involved a long time ago, and they've been riding that whole thing ever since. Remember, stranger came back and made Magneto a baby, and then Magneto got returned back, and he was a lot younger. But no, that was, wasn't that Joseph though? That was Joseph who was a two ended up being the clone. No, Magneto, legit Magneto was kidnapped by the stranger and turned yeah. back into. Uh, I thought he I was, remember he was turned into a baby. And then they turned him back to he was a little bit younger, and then he ended up joining the X Men. And then you find out he's a clone, and the real and Magneto. Him and Magneto was, but him and Magneto were the same age when because Ma- Magneto was still kidnapped by the Strange. I mean, that was a legit Magneto. The I'm clone was to... made, I believe. I believe the clone was made, if I recall correctly. Okay. Okay. He was made 
during the time when Magneto was away. So they both came back at the same time, but Joseph went towards the X-Men, and he was in the limelight. Then they showed Magneto, but Magneto was still gone, and that's why Magneto was back and... You know, See, I was under the impression that he, he abducted um he abducted Magneto. They found him, but he was a baby, so they're like, oh, he turned him into a baby. And then they they turned him back into a little bit younger age. It was an excuse to get Magneto on the X-Men. It was a whole the whole point of that was to get Magneto on the X-Men. Because right. he had a whole relationship with Rogue and everything. Exactly. Right? Oh god. Which I never thought I thought I don't think they ever explained that. Ever since amazing Age of Apocalypse run which was probably the first like I was thinking about that I was like no no because Secret Wars 2 did it I was like was that the first like multiple title crossovers ever done and I was like no because Secret Wars 2 did that Mm -hmm. I don't know it's worth looking at but anyways Age Age of Apocalypse was great it, but Magneto, because of Magneto's powers, Rogue can touch him. And, like, I don't think that's ever been explained. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's ever been explained. Because her getting with Colossus made sense. Because as long as he was in a steel form, she could touch him. But Magneto, she could touch Magneto somehow. And I'm just like, how? Like, I don't know if that was really explained. I'm not, it's going to be worth looking up. Wow. I mean, I'm hoping it's explained somewhere. I mean, there's certain characters where... Because when you... To me, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense only because when you take a character like Wolverine who can regenerate. Yes. She touches Wolverine. She takes his power faster than he can regenerate it. You know what I mean? Right, right, But right. it's at such an adverse level mm-hmm. that he can't heal from something like that. So if she's taking anybody's power, mm-hmm. it's automatically been inferred that she is removing part of the power and energy within you. It's not, I mean, to, to the point of your thoughts, everything, like, everybody gets weaker. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's what happened right. with Miss Marvel, but so, eventually they get better. That's yeah, what happened. So, with I see her. what you're saying where it's like, well, technically, you don't really have a power that should negate right. her taking your energy. Right. You know what I mean? But that, like, because if that, was a, but if, that was, if that was a case with Magneto, and that would mean anyone could get with her. That means Gambit would be able to get with her. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I get what you're or saying. Polaris, which, you know, I think oh. would be really interesting. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, she's a kind of character, but she at least, you know, I'm in the green hair and everything. <laughs> well, now... Oh, thank you. God damn it, Marvel. Um, now you find out Polaris is actually his only daughter. Yeah, because Magneto's only daughter. Because now yeah, Quicksilver is not his kid. Oh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are not his kids, and I'm just like, why, right? uh, oh, because of the movies. Movies. Shout out to the movies because yeah. this is Marvel's way of saying fuck you, the Vox. Yeah. Like, dude, like I told people, like, do you understand how big that is that they did that? Like, they've been known as his kids since like before my parents were born. <laughs> like, this is like years. Oh, continuity, they just completely thrown out the window. It's who they're trying to escape being the entire time. Like, hold up, we're not born innately evil? You mean all the asshole stuff we've done is because we're assholes? Oh, God. I'm just (laughs) mad at the whole situation because I'm just like, Marvel, you promised me that the movies would not affect the comics. Now that's exactly what you're doing. That's exactly what you're doing. And making Magneto no longer have kids except for Polaris was just like, no. <sighs> like, it's just like, wait, wait, hold up, wait, no. Yeah. Wait. I mean, if anything, just not make Polaris' kid. Keep the two originals. It just makes up. That's being like, hey, look, we're going to um, we're gonna redo Wolverine. And the new Wolverine, no claws. 
and no healing factor. Well, they Matter did redo Wolverine. They did. They I just want to find a hardcore Wolverine fan right now and just ask him, what does he think about what Marvel's doing with that character right now? I don't really like Wolverine all that much. I can't say. Oh, like I, you don't I, like I, him in general? No. I, I think, no. I I like Wolverine pre him having more than like three words in a sentence. <laughs> I liked I liked old Bub Snicket <laughs> Snicket Wolverine. I like Wolverine my... when he was the dude when he wasn't a hero. Yeah. I liked the Wolverine when he was on the team and he was like kind of scary. Yeah, like he was like a he is a weapon. He was Wolverine a fragile was a tool. Like people were on the team were scared of him. Yeah. Like they were like this motherfucker might kill us at any moment. Like that was that to me was who Wolverine is. He's the member of the team that does what needs to be done, and he doesn't really want to be on the team, but he does it because he knows they need him, and no one on the team likes him. They yeah. can't stand him. He's a fucking asshole, and that's the Wolverine I know in life. Instead, they've turned him into like this flagship superhero. He's kind of nice. He's kind of not. I'm just like, no, to me, that's not Wolverine, but it's funny how they're doing Wolverine right now. This made me think something. Remember when Wolverine was that nigga? Like, remember when he was that dude? It wasn't that long ago. It hasn't been, no. It wasn't that long ago when Wolverine was everywhere. Like, when you thought Marvel, you thought Wolverine. Matter of fact, I remember probably 2003, 2004, Mm -hmm. when we would go down to Empire Comics, Mm -hmm. we would count how many books... Wolverine was on the cover. Of Remember, he, yeah, he would be on the cover. The only character on the cover are yeah. books that weren't even him. They weren't even about like, him. Hey, look, Dazzler's got a six-issue one. Wolverine's on the cover. On Remember the Civil War first issue, Michael Turner variant? Yep. Wolverine's on the Wolverine's not even in the whole fucking title. He's not even in the... He has nothing to even say. Mutants <laughs> have nothing to do with this. And that's what I liked about Civil War because it showed Marvel we can do this without mutants. We can do this without mutants. All you gotta do is tell a decent story. Yeah. But back to my, well, what I'm trying to say is, I say, remember when Wolverine was that dude? Yeah. That can happen to any character. Like, like, like this that, guy? No, like Batman. <laughs> like, what if all of a sudden they just decided, fuck it, we're just rolling with Green Lantern? <laughs> what if they just decided to make Green Lantern? But think about it, think about it. What's the difference? Batman was everywhere. So was Wolverine. Wolverine was almost arguably more everywhere than Batman was. Yeah. Arguably. He was in, he was on the cover of a Batman book. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is okay, get off something. I used to run a comic book store. And I remember there was this motherfucker that would come in. I didn't like this fucking guy. <laughs> he was annoying and he was one of those dudes that just think that not that he knew everything. But anyways, he um we called him Wolverine fan. Because he literally, you know, when you know, if you guys read comic books, you know, you have saviors and everything. You write, I want everything with this in it, everything with that. This guy said he wanted everything that had Wolverine in it. It didn't matter. Even if the nigga was just on the cover. He wanted anything Wolverine related. And I remember that they were canceling the JSA book on DC. And I was kind of mad about it. I was like, man. Like, more people should be reading JSA. It's one of my favorite books. He was like, well, I would read it if Wolverine was in it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
And like he was dead was serious. Like it wasn't even like a ha ha. I only read it if Wolverine was in it. Ha ha ha. No, it was I don't know. I read it if Wolverine was in it. Straight face. Like he was dead serious. So like, oh, wow. so like I, Wolverine was that dude. So I'm just saying like that could happen to any character. That can happen to Batman. Batman can seriously just be pushed to the back. I'm not saying DC would ever do it, but. Because that, that, that's a lot of titles right now. There's like so was five or six Batman titles. So like, was Wolverine. Wolverine. The only difference I'd say between a Batman and Wolverine uh-huh. and why you is Wolverine still was an appearance character. A lot of those weren't his books yeah. or weren't directly his universe's books. Yeah. He was crossing a whole different threshold where Batman. Batman has just a ton of books. I mean, between Batman and Robin and every other thing associated with him, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they've got a, now they've got another uh, they've got a comic book book out for him too, based yeah. on the Arkham game and everything oh, like that, yeah, Genesis yeah. or whatever. Yeah, well, there's I mean, two of them. There's the, Bar- the Arkham Knight one, mm-hmm. and then they, they're still making books based off of um um um. Oh, what's that one game that came out? Um, the one where you it's a fighting game. Which one? For the, with the DC characters? Oh, oh God. Uh, Injustice. Injustice. Excuse me. Thank you. Like, um, yeah, they're still making comic books. Like, dude, that, comic, that game is like four or five years old. Dude, they're still making books. The first them. run of that book was actually pretty decent. Yeah, no, it I, was. I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed that run. Yeah, it was, was actually good. Seriously decent. I have to go back and catch up with the other one. <laughs> uh, hold on. We got a question. What's that weird moron? This uh, friend from the uh, gaming world. Uh, my boy Spider-Man up here, he has an X. Matter of fact, we get all the way back to where we were <laughs> with the Uncanny Avengers. He has an X because in the very first issue, this issue that I'm showing here, mm-hmm. my man quit the team. And he, he, looked, back. he looked at this team, he laughed, mm-hmm. and was just like, look, this team's not going to work. And even though they're beating this up to, they're beating this to death, basically he's saying one of the big reasons is because Deadpool's on the team. And a lot of characters, apparently, and this is going to be a running joke that they can't get enough of, have a problem with Deadpool being on an Avengers team. He's not an Avenger. Which is, I mean, yeah, everybody knows he's an X-Man. He's not even an X-Man. No, he's whoever shirt he puts on. He's who's ever playing him. He's who's ever playing him. So, to me, I think the best thing they could have done with Deadpool versus put him on an Avengers team is Mm -hmm. give Deadpool his own book call it something like Secret Avenger and do like a almost Max style Fury book where you have Deadpool going deep on missions from Captain America so send him on espionage missions things that I need that are more serious nature with his sense of humor but you can do that with his regular book I mean you can do that with his regular book but I understand they have their because of his popularity, they want to flesh out his regular book in any way possible, introduce other characters. I'm saying, instead of put him on a team, if you want to have another book with Deadpool in it, mm-hmm. because there's so much fucking Deadpool in this. And I see they want to do Hollywood Deadpool in his main book and all this other stuff, which I have a whole nother problem with. But for we'll this book, Deadpool definitely doesn't fit. He, he doesn't fit with Deadpool team. doesn't fit in anybody's team because he is not a superhero. The whole concept of him, he's called the Merc with a mouth. Right. He's a mercenary. Yeah. He's I mean, when it's smoke clear, he just has guns and swords. Like, let's be let's keep it one thousand here. What is that gonna do against Thanos? 
Like yeah. Donald's gonna be like, nigga, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> like, which is also a big thing. I think they kind of like tied it up recently. That I always said for years, there's a big story arc that Marvel kind of forgot was that Thanos hates Deadpool. Hates Deadpool. <laughs> and like, of all the characters in the universe, he hates Deadpool. And I thought that was just a cool little thing was that Thanos like gets bloodthirsty thinking about Th- about yes. Deadpool because Thanos does all of this for Lady Death. Everything is because of uh, and the Marvel Universe the Green Reaper is a woman. And and Thanos, used to be called Lady Death, now yeah. recently they just call her Death. Now they just call her Death. And um and so she didn't want nothing to do with him. And you and they never explained why. They never explained at first why. Like why he's offering all this stuff to her. And she was just like, "No, no, 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 no." And then I like that little twist that you find out later is cuz she's in love with Deadpool. <laughs> and Deadpool is just this mercenary. But anyways, um, and what is up? Uh, shout out to uh, M. Roar in the house, Nightmare Lord. Thanks for tuning in. What's good? These are other folks that I have from uh, other games, Marvel, Smash, things of that nature. You know, the <laughs> gaming world. What is good? Is that like an official Deadpool power breaking the first fourth wall? Um, breaking the fourth wall is something that's always been attributed to not Deadpool's powers, but yeah. his level of insanity. I've always is, liked that. That you know, he he is aware of our presence. And because he's actually insane, which is something that I'm hoping you new Deadpool fans, you know who you are. Um, that's something that the I don't know if the movies are gonna go with or they're gonna roll with is that he is insane. He's nuts, and because he is insane, he recognizes our presence, and he talks to us in the comic book. But the people in the Marvel universe don't are not aware. That they're in a comic book, so they just think he's crazy. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, that's his Deadpool. He just talks to himself." So it's like super sanity, like exactly. he's so sane, he's insane. Exactly. That, but breaking yeah. the fourth wall has always been a thing. I, I believe one of the first and most popular to do it was the John Byrne She-Hulk run. Mm-hmm. Uh, She-Hulk did it a lot. She-Hulk was originally a uh, supposed to be a comedy book, but um, it's advanced into something else. Um, I really hope they do She-Hulk in the movies. I understand why they haven't done a new Incredible Hulk movie yet. Everyone's like, oh, because it didn't do well. No, it did all right. It made its money back, which is all it takes to make a sequel. Just make your money back. And they made a sequel. They were able to make a whole other movie. What are you talking about? With Incredible Hulk? They made two Hulk movies. No, 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 no. We don't talk about the first one that doesn't exist. The one that Angle he did. It was a terrible movie. It was a terrible movie, but it made it still even that movie still made it. Well, it still made it money that green lit. I mean, a movie that a Hulk movie that bad. Yeah. Enough to green light. Well, yeah. Because that was back in the days when people didn't know how good these comic book movies could be. Right. Like, you gotta kinda forgive those older ones because there wasn't a foundation. Mm-hmm. Now there's a foundation. Which is to me what I say fantastic fan, I mean, I'm not so I'm not even gonna call it Fantastic Four. I'm gonna call it Fan Four Stick. <laughs> Why I think Forstick is the worst comic movie of all time because there is a foundation now. Marvel's been showing y'all niggas how to do this shit for eight years, son. It's true. Like it's longer. True. Like Marvel's laid this foundation down. 2008, me. Yeah. And you niggas can't get this right still? Like it's kind of <laughs> like there's no excuse for this now. Oh, like there's no excuse for this now. That's why I say Fat Forstick is the worst. Even though some could argue that others are worse. But in their defense, there wasn't a real foundation laid. Like they, you could just pretty much slap a name on anything, say it's a comic book movie, and it would do well. Yeah. But nowadays, you, you can't do that because now the bar's set up. Now there's a bar. There wasn't a bar back then. Now there's a bar. 
Yeah. And you have to surpass this bar. I don't even or try. At least meet the bar. I mean, get close. Like recognize that there is a bar. Before you even know, showed up. Like, oh, there's a bar here. Oh man, we're in limbo. We're not really sure what's going. Like on. Like I said, I knew that movie was gonna be yeah. bad. Um, to get you <laughs> said something earlier that I I can because I'm such a fan. Thanos and Deadpool, two of my favorite <laughs> characters in all universes, because you said something earlier that I don't think has been properly fleshed out in the Marvel Universe. What's that? Of why Deadpool, or why Lady Death likes Deadpool okay. over Thanos. And you have to understand there's... When you look at Thanos mm-hmm. and Lady Deadpool's relationship, Thanos is a weapon. Thanos mm-hmm. is essentially, at least have I always felt... Thanos is being groomed to become death. Mm-hmm. Thanos is the mm. like they, like they've said before. Thanos is an avatar of death, so on and so forth. So Thanos is always searching for death, and I think one of the things that has made Thanos who he is is that in Thanos's quest for love, mm-hmm. he's found death, and mm-hmm. as an avatar of death, you have to you can't think of death as something bad. Right. Death is a joy, and I think uh, if you go back and read a series called Earth X, they explain this very well in right. an alternate universe where death is a grace. To imagine living forever with your body decaying, destroying, is a horror to mm-hmm. a degree. So death is almost like a peace. Right. So I think Thanos's journey and his desire for this power, but how he always stops himself, is a reflection of how he's being groomed mm-hmm. to understand death is necessary yes but it's a labor of love yeah. there's more to death than just nihilism to right. just annihilating things and right. deadpool the reason why i think death is fascinated with deadpool is deadpool teeters a line that nobody else does and that he's always hanging on the edge of death right in his infinite life is nothing but pain and torture almost like he's constantly dying Mm-hmm. And because he's aware of so much, mm-hmm. he's able to communicate with right. Lady Death as right. he passes back and forth. Right. So it's almost like a super tease to mm-hmm. Lady Death, where it's like you have this being that is right there yet out of your reach. Where Lady Death, I mean, Thanos was able to die from jump. This is true. You know what I mean? This She's the one who put gave Thanos her this level of immortality. Right. Not necessarily, I believe, because mm-hmm. she wanted to punish him or she wanted him like it, but because. She understands that, you know, you will do more mm-hmm. as this weapon, as this avatar for death. Right. You know what I mean? No, I get what you're saying. Anything else. Where Deadpool, yeah, he brings death mm-hmm. and, you know, varying degrees and everything. But, like you said, his, as a person, mm-hmm. is death to that degree. He's dying yeah. constantly. Exactly, He's but not all the way. There. Exactly. He's so, dying all the way, but not yeah. all, but not ever. Yeah, constantly, <laughs> constantly going, and constantly going over, and then coming back, and then just coming and right back. Over. So he's such yeah. a unique being in the universe to I her mean, because she can never have go that far. Because because Wolverine's died. Yeah. Like fuck. I mean, they did one of my one of the best Wolverine story arcs I ever read was when Wolverine died, and he went to hell, and he had to like fight all the people that he killed. That was like a cool little story, arc. including like a version of Sabretooth. Cyber, like all these bad guys, were like came back to get him, came back to fight him when he got sent to hell, and then he came back, and this group who sent them there. God, this was so well written. Um, the, the group that sent you never knew who the group was that sent him to hell. You're like, who are these group? They're called the group of the right hand, and basically 
They were every person that Wolverine accidentally killed in his life a family member. Uh, is there a dimension that can hold that many people? It, it was, it was, it was <laughs> Marvel. Do they have to expand the universe just a really, little bit to contain everybody Wolverine's killed? And if someone who is watching this who thinks, first of all, let me know, let me tell you something. I know a lot, but I don't know everything. Let me just throw that out there. So if you know something that I don't, please feel free to comment. Let me know. I, I'm that type of dude. You can correct me. Just don't be a dick about it. But <laughs> just, just be like, no, actually, is this? I'm all for absorbing knowledge. You know, we can each one teach That's one. How we learn. Each one teach one. That's how I feel. So if you notice, I don't because I know my shit ton, but I don't know everything. I don't know if Marvel's ever fully established. Is limbo just hell, or is there a limbo in a hell? And if there is a limbo in a hell, what's the difference? <laughs> like they've, yeah. they've established there's a limbo. But then mm-hmm. Thor is talking about hell. I'm like, wait, what the hell is that then? And then there's, um, what's her name? Hella the queen, the queen of hell, which is which is Loki's daughter. Which I'm wondering if that's because they just casted what's her name? I think Kate Blanchett um, mm-hmm. for the Thor movie. I'm wondering if she's either Enchantress or Hella. Like, uh. they could, she could be Hella because it's called um, it's called uh, um, Thor Ragnarok. Right. And for those who don't know, Ragnarok is the Norse god term for the death of the gods. Yes. So pretty much Thor is dying in the next movie. Spoiler. Thor is going to die. Like, he, he, there's no way around this. It's called Ragnarok. And, but anyways, um, I mean, my, my room, you know, i got a lot of people who, who, who give me rumors and stuff. Rumor has it, Thor is going to die in the next movie. Thor. Cap is supposed to die. And Bucky's going to take up the, the, the mantle. Bucky's gonna die to uh, yeah, it's Kate Blanchett. Uh, Bucky's gonna die, and you know they're gonna do a whole new Avengers team because Marvel has to get Phase Four going. They got up to Phase Three done, but I highly doubt they're done after that. Now they gotta prepare the next universe, mm-hmm. so that's why they're gonna have we're gonna have the Ant Man and Wasp, which I'm glad they're making a sequel to that because I thoroughly enjoyed the Ant Man movie. Um. They're doing the Ant-Man and Wasp movie. They're doing... Um, they got Black Panther coming. We got Captain Marvel. And if you're watching this and you want to comment, name who you would think would be a good Captain Marvel. Excuse me. I want Charlize Theron. To me, she is Captain Marvel. I can see her as... Um, uh, Carol. Charlize Theron? I want okay. Charlize Theron. Okay. I, I want I, her. I like her as an actress. Okay. I think that I think she could do a phenomenal job. Okay. But um, I hear a butt coming. What do you think? Not, not even a butt. Okay. Just a what do you think? Because okay. this was tossed around for a good while, had a lot of internet buzz. What do you think, even though she recently got her ass handed to her? Oh, uh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey? Rousey? Because she was in The Expendables. She's been looking to do more media. And she's younger, she's brash, she could potentially do the fight scene, you know, any fighting scenes. She's not a good actress. You just don't think she's She's a good actress? She's not a good actress. Okay. Stick to fighting. Okay. Be the master of that thing. You ain't gotta be, you know, people, they want that, they want that movie money. See, she was in Fast and Furious 7. She's in Furious 7. So I'm pretty sure she got a good check for that. Yeah. So she's like, oh, I can just do this instead of getting kicked in my face? Fuck yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, shoot, two of those movies, and plus you can just take an action star role with doing no action. I mean, you know. shape. I mean, no, seriously. And, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. So I don't want her. She's also hella small. She's like tiny. But I like, you know, I, I want Charlize Theron 
I think that she she um I, I think that she would do a good job for that. Also, Homegirl that was in that one movie. Uh, uh the movie with uh uh um oh my god, Tom Cruise. Um It's a lot of movies. Uh Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Have you seen Edge of Tomorrow? Uh yeah, I can't what's her name? Oh god. Oh my god, what's okay. Okay. She's I'm, looking I'm looking at her up. But if you watch her in that movie, because who, because here's the thing, the person who plays Captain Marvel, she's military. Mm-hmm. She's military, so she needs to be military tough. Well, well she needs to again, be. As somebody, oh, it's Edge, not Age. Sorry, my bad. No, sorry. Um, you got to I've worked with the military quite a bit. Okay, she's Air Force. You don't have to be that tough to be Air Force. I disagree. I disagree. You don't have to be, to be a woman and make it to lieutenant. You just need to be smart. And I think that's one of the things that they might push for versus the tough exterior is the intelligence intelligent factor. Get somebody smarter, some fighting, some degree, but you got to remember, she's going to be a powered hero. Mm-hmm. So the fighting, I think the toughness doesn't have to be as much as the intelligence. And then, of course, if we're going true Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. we have to also introduce... The Kree, we have to... But they've already alien, started introducing the Kree. But I'm saying, we have, we have to continue that. So the more yep. intelligent versus the more brash, I mm-hmm. think, would take more presence in a movie. Mm-hmm. Emily Blunt's, Blunt's her name, by the way. Oh, okay. Emily Blunt. Yeah, she's been popular recently. Yeah, she's been doing her thing, especially since that movie, because she played... She's like a pretty girl, but she did, she played a tough role. All right. So I do have somebody in chat right now who okay. is in the military. Okay. And he, he put exactly this. And this, okay. this is what I've seen from my experience. Okay. Chair Force, just need a degree to be an officer, some dumbass lieutenants. Ah, <laughs> I'm going to stay out of that one. I'm going to stay, stay out of that one. Chair Force. But I'm going to no, stay out of that one. Credit, would you almost think, now, here's the thing is, mm-hmm. with us going into Phase 4, okay. do you think that they might, instead of doing the Carol Danvers Miss Marvel, do the new Miss Marvel? Or the new Captain Marvel? You're talking about Miss Marvel? Miss Marvel, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel is Kamala Khan. Do you, do you think they'll do, instead, they'll just scrap Captain Marvel? Or do Captain Marvel the, uh, what's it the called? The Muslim girl. Um, no, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. Are you talking about, uh, oh, genus? Are you talking about the male? Yeah, the male. No, 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 no. They already said it's going to be. That's the whole reason why they did that. It makes sense for her to be Captain Marvel. Um, they're, they're, they're trying to turn her into Marvel's. Let me, let me just say something, and I know a lot of people are going to be excited about this. I completely agree that Marvel has fucked up when it comes. And I'm a Marvel Nazi. But as a Marvel Nazi, I probably shouldn't say Nazi that, but that carelessly. I'm a Marvel fan. I'm a Marvel dude. I respect DC. I love a lot of shit they do. But if you ask me, you know, like I'm Marvel all the way. But um, uh, one thing I, but as being a Marvel fan, I can admit that they fucked up a lot. But that's okay because the the first process to healing is to know where your faults are. And so. Marvel has fucked up when it comes when it comes to female superheroes. They're trying to rectify that recently. I mean, there's like a million fucking female comic books coming out, yeah. and I'm all for it. But the fact that it's taken them this long to finally say, "Oh shit, maybe we should do something about this," <laughs> the fact that it's taken them that long yeah. is, is 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 troublesome. You know, I have one problem, one big problem with it right now. With what? The, all the female stuff? The fem- the way Marvel's doing their female superheroes. And okay. The problem I have is that 
I don't feel I feel Marvel is addressing the problem and not mm-hmm. fixing the problem. And when I say that, what I mean is that they're taking other heroes, okay, and then just putting a female version in, rather than really creating unique new female superheroes. So, mm-hmm. and, and don't get me wrong, I think that she's a good fit for the role. But, but Wolverine, the new Wolverine, <laughs> for example, is okay. Yeah, you guys wanted a premiere female superhero, so you just made her Wolverine. When she was X, she had her own identity. You know what I mean? And to make Wolverine, I get it to a degree. Uh-huh. I get it to a large degree. I I like her. If out of anybody else that was you know in that line, Sabretooth, mm-hmm. Deacon, yada yada yada. Yeah. I think she fits the best. I liked her story. Mm-hmm. I liked her in NYX. I liked her. You know. I've liked her through her introduction into, you know, the Marvel Universe. I thought her origin was well-written, yada, yada, yada. But I think it's kind of weak that when we're seeing a lot of these heroes, mm-hmm. it's you're giving them somebody else's title. You're not, like, really re... You're not really you're not giving reinventing them their own. the way you address yes. female superheroes by saying, look... We have an idea for a new character. Mm-hmm. You know, like, most of them have what I would consider... Rec- I, don't get me wrong, I know X-Men have done a lot with mm-hmm. powers. They have recycled powers. They mm-hmm. have recycled names. They mm-hmm. have recycled story types. Like, there's nothing that they're doing that really feels new. Yes. You know what I mean? It yes. feels like, okay, well, people complain about female superheroes, so now we make female. Just like with their... the gay- I hate to have to bring this up, but almost like the gay agenda. We'll just make Iceman gay. <sighs> Here's the thing. Okay, 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 okay. And I hope I don't piss nobody off with this. But making Iceman gay was kind of just lame to me. Because if you know anything about the character of Iceman, he's not gay. <laughs> like no, no, he was the man whore of the team. Like this dude was banging women left and right. Thank you. Like he was the dude that stayed having a chick on the team. Yeah. He was almost the the Johnny Storm of the team. He was also the youngest. And so, yeah, he was kind of like the partier of the group, and he was the youngest of the group, and he stayed getting female tail. And to make him get... It just seemed forced. It, it just seemed forced. Very forced. But, you know, it's... it's, 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 it's both of them and both... Like, but no, here's the thing. Is the, is the real Iceman game out? Yeah. Did you read the book? Was it... Can you ask me number 600? Uh... Maybe. Okay. I, I, I have it right now. I haven't read it yet. Okay. Because I've been afraid to read it. No. No back. Oh, my gosh. So they made him gay. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But what? But if anyone who who's going to like get mad about it and be like, oh, there's nothing wrong with being gay, I would feel the same way if they made Midnight a straight. It's yeah. like, no, no, he's gay. That's not the character. Yeah, he's bisexual. He occasionally dips up. Like, no, he's gay. No, he's, he's comfortable gay. with the fact that he's gay. Exactly. I have no problem. Uh, North Star. North Star. No problem with yes. It. No. I really like it if they made North Star straight. I'm like, no, he's gay. Yeah. Like, no. I have no problem with gay characters at all. Love it. Me neither. Doesn't matter. But when you change a character after such a long, I mean, what is X Men like? 1963. Exactly. Like, I mean, 40, 50 plus years, man. You're talking about now. If anybody really wants to get a kid, like, if I'm a new comic book reader. Mm-hmm. I'm reading Iceman. Mm-hmm. I read a current issue episode. I'm jumping now. Mm-hmm. Okay, Iceman's gay. Yes. I want to know more about his character. 
you mean he hasn't been gay for like 40 something years? Now, that's going to change my entire outlook on his interaction situation. I'm going to think, wow, dude, this kid's trying so hard for being gay all the time. You know, It changes who the base of the character was mm-hmm. when you go forward. Instead of, like I said, why don't you make a new character? And just make him gay. Just make a new character. Make him gay. Make him transgender. What's make wrong with that? Whatever. Like, I don't see the problem with that. But, Here's something know. I'm going to say. And I've noticed this a lot, especially on Twitter, especially old. I could just tell, like, a new comic book fan and shit. Um, I'm going to say something, and, you know, I, I don't, you know me, I don't hold my tongue back when it comes to shit. I don't need a character to be like me to relate to him. True. I don't need the character. If I was a gay man, I don't need for him to be gay for me to like the character. Right. If I, w- I don't need a character to be black. For me to relate to that character, right, right. I, if the do we need more diversity in comic books? Absolutely, and they're starting to rectify that, which is a good thing. I'm all for it. But me personally, as just a fan of good storytelling, I don't need that character to be like me for me to relate to them. And that's something I'm I'm concerned because I feel like a lot of people are trying to push their agenda mm-hmm. into comic books. Like, because they need a character like that, then that's just the way it should be. And I'm like, well, why don't you do your history and discover a character? Because there's thousands and thousands of characters. Why don't you find the character that you can relate to without having to change the ones that are popular? Right. That's right. Well, that's my argument. Like, why don't you do that instead? See, and I've, I've, I'm in the same book. Because okay. I've always felt that I read comic books... For the fantasy. I don't read them to say, hey, this is about, like, look, you have superpowers. Automatically, you have, you're in a fantasy world. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea of being able to jump into a world where I don't know what to expect. Exactly. I don't want to read somebody with my same problems like, oh, damn, dude, I want to buy this game, man. I got to pay a GD bill. I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm like, I've never read a book, a comic book. So that I can relate to a character. The whole point was to escape reality, not relate to it. <laughs> the, that's what I did. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I can't speak for no one else. I can't speak for no one else. But me, personally, as a guy that spends probably a hundred bucks a week on comic books, I don't look. I don't go in there and look for this the straight male black character. I don't need to do that. I don't. But, the, but like I said, but when it yes. comes to diversity, yes. do we need more? Yes. And they're trying. And they're trying. We got. We got Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. We got. Um. We got. Um. Um. Black Panther who is coming out. We got Power Man and Iron Fist. These. They're. They're. They're, they're like. Okay. Here you go. This is great stuff. The Ultimates book. Have you read Ultimates, my nigga? Yes. If that. Yes. I, I feel like when I read that book, I just have a black power fist up the whole fucking time <laughs> yes. when I'm reading this book. Cause I'm like, wow, yes. this is like, like. like like seriously, if anyone complains about diversity yes. in comic books and isn't reading this Ultimates comic, shut the fuck up. I have read it. Shut the fuck up. I have both two issues now, right? Yeah, we two, got issues two issues in. of it. Yes, two issues, one storyline, both issues, really good. And I think they hit. This is something I've been talking about. Matter of fact, my man Task here and I have talked about a number of times, and I even see a post in here, academics. I haven't felt that Marvel, and it's not necessarily having. I haven't felt that Marvel not necessarily has a problem with diversity, but giving diverse characters good powers. Because when you look at a lot of the superheroes, like, you look at the premier ones right now. Mm -hmm. Luke Cage, Black Panther. Mm -hmm. You essentially have the same superhero powers. 
I know Black Panther does different things, but you're basically strength. You're basically a brute. You're basically a street level fighter. Like they didn't have anybody coming out with you know powers to bend you know time and space to but they do reality power. But they, like, they do were giving them spotlight like they are in the Ultimates. Right. You're having now a flexible team mm-hmm. that is a diverse team. Mm-hmm. You're having a team that has multiple powers to me, across the spectrum. And to me, what, what, what I'm getting off of it so far, and I'm, I'm not, and it's looking that way so far. And I see uh, academics says on um, here to make more black superheroes. Yeah. Absolutely, and yeah. that's something. If you're reading the newer stuff, that's what they're doing. And to me personally. I would rather have a, a, a black superhero with his or her own thing than to just throw him, her on top of another character. I remember right. when um, they killed um, when they killed Ultimate Spider-Man, when they killed Ultimate Peter Parker, and they, I went to A One Comics to go get my comics, and there was you know news people there, and of course they're interviewing every black person who walked in there. Everybody walked in there like, yeah, we get it. We got our own superhero. That shit was pissing me off. I'm like, none of you niggas read the books. Because none of you niggas don't even know who Black Panther is. And we'll talk about that later. I want to get on that. But um, I walked in and they asked me what I thought about it. I said, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> and they were like, get this guy, get this guy, get this guy. They shook the camera in my face. And I said, I like Miles Morales. But did Peter Parker have to die like seriously, take everything about Miles Morales. Don't change nothing, but just give him his own power, his own suit, his own abilities. Give him that instead. Now he's his own character. Cause when the smoke clears, when people think Spider Man, they ain't gonna think Miles Morales. I I'd almost say for mm-hmm. them, I get what they were trying to do, and I think it's almost more marketing than it was exactly. character based and exactly it's that, all about trying to make money but at the same time that is so they can name the character Spider-Man for example mm-hmm. if they would have given him another name mm-hmm. like uh, you remember um, and she's come up right now I believe it's pronounced Irana Irana Aranya Aranya yeah you remember her Oh yeah! Remember, she had a cool kind of little run. It was interesting. The power set was mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. They had a little more mystical kind of background. Let so me ask you something. Did you did you read Spider Verse recently? Yeah. Okay. So you noticed no, they brought her back. I, I noticed they, they okay, brought her okay. back a few times. Okay, remember, yeah. she um, who was she partnered up with? What's she she's partnered with Spider Woman. Spider Woman. She's partnered with the uh, other Spider Woman, the one yeah, that the became Madam Web. Jennifer Carpenter. Jennifer Carpenter. Yeah, yes. she became Madam Web. Yeah. So they bring her up from time to time, but because she wasn't Spider Man, right. She couldn't like they they gave her short runs right and they canceled her out they right. kind of pushed her to the back when she did right. so like they didn't flesh the character out right. very well they even had a comic book where she met Spider Man for a little bit right. trying to tie her in a little uh-huh. bit more but it's like you guys didn't write her and like you were, I think you were hitting at Miles still was an originally written character right you're Spider Man right that's what they did with you they put you in the wake of spider-man mm-hmm. they gave you spider-man's name mm-hmm. basically the same costume yes they didn't like make you into which technically you're closer like a chameleon because you always use like you know <laughs> invisibility stuff but i like that they, they tried to give him a little bit more than not just make him this is uh negro spider-man Exactly, especially in Spider Verse, and now like the Spider Verse is now. I like them though. I like that Spider Verse was my shit. Like that to me was the best Marvel story arc since Civil War. I say that to this day. I said Spider Verse was kicking everybody, was firing off of all cylinders. But anyway, 
anyways, um, I, I get what you're saying, but I'm just like, I, I would be more interested in the character having his own thing. Like having his own power, doing his own thing, instead of just them just yeah, yeah okay. How about we just make Spider Man? Because like you said, Aranya was never ever the fully fleshed out because she wasn't Spider Man. But then again, neither was Miles Morales because he was just in the Ultimate Universe, which ended up just getting canceled in the first place. So they still had the regular Peter Parker. I would have just been like, why do the characters I love and grow with have to die? I'm like, why don't we just create a brand new one? There's yeah. plenty of them. There's plenty of black characters that no one uses to this day. This is what I'm telling people. You guys want us to change the races. I'm like, what about the characters that are there? Who the fuck knows about Static Shock? <laughs> static Shock! And you can't say, oh, I really support Static Shock. Because when New 52 came out, they gave Static Shock a book and y'all niggas didn't read it. I, I was I was surprised Static Shock didn't last as long as Nobody I read it. Nobody read it. And this it is my argument. This is my Let argument. You want them to make more comic book characters with black characters. Okay, well why don't you support the ones that are there? And, and, <laughs> there are some that are there. And and I think and that's what I'm saying. I I think because the Ultimates has that more interesting team, like Blue Marvel, I think, is... Oh, I love Blue Marvel. I'm glad, he's I'm glad they kept him around. Character. I'm glad they kept him around. America. My girl, Miss America. America. Miss America. America. She... I like her as a female character. Mm-hmm. I like her attitude. I mm-hmm. like her power set is unique. You know, it's unique enough that it's like... It doesn't feel like you're a bunch of other characters. Miss America reminds me of a DC character. And the reason why I say that, it, this is one thing that I think that Marvel has fucked up with a lot, is that a lot of the DC characters feel like they, you know, a lot of Marvel characters, excuse me, their power set feel, they feel like they need to explain why their powers are like this. They need full explanations. Miss America doesn't really have an explanation. She could just teleport. She also has strength in flight. Why? Because why the fuck not? <laughs> because why not? That's why. You know why? She got brown skin, man. <laughs> shout out to shout out to my Puerto Rican, shout out to my Butter Pecan Ricans out there. Um, brown powder. She got a good tan, you know what I mean. What I've always like, I really like about Miss America is that I've always said this: like we have all these superheroes. Where's the hood superhero? Where's the one from the block? Yep. Where's the one that's from the streets? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I like about her. I'm like, she has that hood attitude. Like, yeah. don't fu- I will just knock the fucking shit out of you. Like, like I'm watching, I watch shit like Maury. And I watch shit like that. You see when girls going crazy, like, oh, slap that hoe. I'm like, what if one of those got superpowers? What if one of those, like, straight hood chicks from the block punches Dr. Doom? That's what I'm saying. Like, I see her doing shit like that, and I'm hoping that's where they go with her. I just, I think that's cool because let's just be honest. There are people like that out there. Yeah. Some people be like, "Ooh, this is a stereotype." There are people that exist. Yeah. That's out there. That's the what's makes, in the world. It almost makes no sense for them to constantly write characters who, anytime they get powers, they blatantly decide good guy or bad guy, and then act accordingly. Like exactly, you, said, you can be a good guy or bad guy, but not forget who you actually are, not change your personality based on, oh my lord, I can punch through dimensions. <laughs> I matter of fact, I'd probably become more of an asshole if I could punch through dimensions. Seriously. I, mean, I like that she has to push through, too. Like, yeah. I think that's a cool little ad that yeah. they did to it. And I like that they just don't really explain much. Why? Who gives a shit? Exactly. That's one of the reasons why I love about the authority. The authority was super, <coughs> excuse me, super powered characters. 
that had all these crazy powers. Why? Who cares? <laughs> Who gives a shit? I don't need their backstory. I don't need to know why they're the way they are. I don't need to know what happened. All I know is that they're here. The world is fucked. Go. <laughs> like, go. I don't need backstory. Yeah, that was, I, love, I read an old Ryan Ellis interview. And he said that that was one of the worst things that happened when he left the authority was that they felt like they had to flesh out the characters. And he was like, that's not the point of the authority. The point of the authority wasn't to flesh them out. The point of the authority was superheroics. That's it. Ass-kicking issues. Yes. Like, how hard could somebody get their ass kicked? Seriously, <laughs> how many different ways can I just fuck up everything? And one thing I love about Warren Ellis is that he is like, to me, the master of superheroics. He he takes people's powers and make you think of just how powerful they really are. And it's to a point where they're almost kind of scary. One of my favorite moments in um, The Authority was when they had to go to the moon. And the engineer character, there's a character in the team, she can create anything out of liquid metal. So she created a little spacesuit for her to go to the moon. So she made the little breathing app- apparatus with oxygen and everything in it. So she's breathing and she's on the moon. She's like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm on the moon. And then Apollo, who's pretty much Superman on the team, just lands on the moon next to her and like, what's up? What's good? Yep. And she's freaking out a little bit. She's like, how are you able to talk? To- how are you able to talk to me right now? And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and she was like, well, I have an oxygen tank. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you breathe? And he just says, oh, I don't. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where you have to ask yourself. She was, first of all, we're standing on another planet. Yes. You float through space. Yes. Yeah, you start to question in a moment. Like, wait a minute. How is all this happening? Because, like you said, she's mechanical. Yeah, she had to completely create there's something. There's a science. There's a technical thing. Yeah. And then you have this... Godlike looking being with the halo, and he just lands. He's like, like, "What's good?" What's up? And see, and that's good because I like the science hero versus the godlike hero, and that's kind of what it was. They were kind of clashing. Like there was, she was just so she's she's a scientist, an engineer. So she just had to ask. She was just like, "Wait, how are you doing this?" And he's like, "How am I doing what?" Like it's so natural to him. He honestly didn't know what she was talking about. Like, and, and it makes you ask the question: Does Superman need to breathe? And why like, and does he need air? With everything he can do, why would he? Exactly, that's what why I'm saying. But like, I like that little like, aspect that Warren Ellis yeah. threw in there. Was that, yeah, he was like, yeah, I don't need to breathe. Like, I don't need to. Why would I breathe? Like, I don't need to. And she was like, you don't need to breathe? And he just says, well, I look kind of silly trying to breathe up here. <laughs> like, that's just a scary thought that you think about it. He yeah. doesn't need to breathe. And then that, that gives you also that extra look into the godhood of that hero where you don't ask yourself those kind of questions. You don't need to know that kind of questions. You you are that aware of how powerful you are that you just simply do. Right. And I think that's, like you're saying, that separation between almost humanity and that next level hero right. where you, know, you have engineered a way for you that you understand right. to become ex-powerful. But this being simply... Is yes, like, exactly. Is like what I mean. That's that's a whole nother level, and for that being not to even have any concept of why would I breathe? It's space. You <laughs> no, know seriously, I mean? like it's like he doesn't need to, and that's one thing I just love that that you know that that you know Warren Ellis did um, when it comes to superheroics. But um, 
we got way off subject. But anyways, oh, well, um, I think we were talking about like Squadron Supreme. Yeah, we were talking about Squadron Supreme like an hour ago. But anyways, I'm all for speaking of the authority. The Squadron Supreme to me reminds me of the authority, like the way they just came and just fucked shit up. And people were like, I saw, I read the comments because people was getting very bad scores. Like people were like not feeling how the new run is, how they are. I, I I'm in that same boat and. Okay. I'm in, but I'm out. And I'm in only because, and this has nothing to do with the team. I'm in only because of the authority. <laughs> I want, I want this book to be like the authority. To me, that's where it's going. Initial Jenny Sparks story run. But here's why I say it can't. Mm-hmm. And here's why where we kind of were like about an hour and a half ago. Um, <laughs> the reason I say it can't, they're setting up for different. Is number one, you took one of the biggest. I can't imagine them hitting anybody else big right now from the universe. So I think if you wanted to continue it out and let them have a decent fleshed out run, you would have had them hit somebody even even big like Magneto or somebody where you could still hit somebody else. Yeah. Still, but hit somebody big first. So you kill somebody off big. Mm-hmm. You go through. You start to gain the attention. By the end of this first episode, they've killed Namor. Yep. And they're already now wanted by the new current Uncanny Avengers team, which is the Steve Rogers what, premier team. Steve Rogers. Now, can you pull that picture up of, the, of their team of that of the uh, Uncanny Avengers team? Look at this team. Okay, now who on this team can stop Hyperion? Okay, oh, no, no, I'm gonna. I can flesh this whole battle out for you right here. Okay, so number one, Hyperion. We'll, we'll hit your big gun first. Okay, so Hyperion. Okay, Rogue. You know that's exactly uh, who they're going to put up there. Because they've gone so far with fleshing out now. Rogue doesn't even really technically get 50%. She's almost as powerful as some of the actual beings that they're fighting. Yada, yada, yada. They fucked the world they, up. They've really ruined Rogue over time. But Rogue is that character that's going to take on Hyperion. She's going to have trouble adjusting to the power first. How? Yada, yada, yada. How? She's going to touch Hyperion. How is, she has to touch him. You yeah. think he's going to let her touch him? He's a physical character. She can just I-beam her. He could. They don't write it like that. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're writing realistically. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's what I'm saying. No, no, no. Here's what I'm saying. No, no, no. Let's take this for a second. If we're taking it that way, Hyperion's already taken over the planet. Good but game. that's what I'm saying. That's my whole entire point. And this is what I call. This is what I've been saying for years. I call it the Thor complex. And the reason why I call it the Thor complex is that Thor in the comic books, is so much stronger than anyone else on the team that if there's a being that can take out Thor, he should be able to take out every other member. No problem. Right. No problem. Same thing with Hyperion. Like, you gotta be able to fight him. Rogue can't fight him. Okay. Here's where okay, no, you're, okay. you're going to back up my point with that Okay. Argument. Okay. Okay. okay, so Rogue Hyperion, that's mm-hmm. how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. As a backup to Rogue Hyperion will probably be Hammond. Because Hammond's going to take personal the whole Namor thing. Mm-hmm. From there, we go to the other team member, the other guys they got on their team. Let's go with the Blur. Okay. The Blur versus Quicksilver is a no-brainer. That's the way it's going to have to happen. Quicksilver, they're going to make Quicksilver win. And I hope not because Quicksilver sucks, but you know that's that's just because he's like the crappiest speedster in all speedster categories. Why? Why? I don't know why. why? They, they just, just ruined his. 
They just ruined his character so often. Quicksilver. Because I wanted like Quicksilver, but he's always been a complete. You know, he reminds me of. Hmm. He reminds me of Anakin Skywalker in the in the prequel Skywalker movie, where he's. It's always complaining. It's always these daddy issues. And now he doesn't even have his dad. Which we, we tumbled off earlier with. If you didn't tune in, he doesn't have his dad anymore. Yada, yada, yada. It's stupid. But that will be that will be that fight. And I think, I agree with you. They're going to make, I, I they're going to make Quicksilver run to a degree. Then we have, I think, um, this is Doc Voodoo. Brother Voodoo. Brother Voodoo. My bad. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Brother Voodoo, a.k.a. black version of Doctor Strange. It's got to be Voodoo. Well, they've kind of got him away from that. They're, like, they, they're helping it out, but didn't he hold the amulet? Of he, was the, he was the Sorcerer, was the Sorcerer Supreme. Supreme. And then, apparently, like any black guy, got fired. <laughs> he went back to the whole play. But anyway, oh like I said, I won't die too far off. But he, him versus Prism. Uh-huh. I mean, that's, you know, fairly almost yeah. no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Then you have Captain America versus Synapse. And I think the way they want versus to try to... Captain right, America. Not, I'm sorry. Synapse and Captain America versus... Um, uh Well, I think that what they're going to try to do is it's going to be those two versus Zarda and Nighthawk. And that's only because they they don't have another power character on their team. You know what I mean? And then they don't have a brain or somebody on the Nighthawk slash Batman level mm-hmm. to fight him other than, you know, uh, Cap. So you have to get in Zarda's head mm-hmm. and you have to have somebody good enough to be able to fight Nighthawk. But their only advantage right now is that they have more people on their team. Who uh, are the Avengers? Five versus, uh, yeah. It's five versus, yeah. well, because Spider-Man left. Spider-Man's like, look, dude, I'm not even going to be in Matter of fact, it's covered as him leaving the group. (laughs) That's him saying I'm out. And and that's only because I'm thinking of it the way Marvel would have written. Now, if we want to be practical, Uh Zarda kills everybody on the team alone. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, looking at this, and I'm just kind of like, how are they not just going to whoop the fucking shit out of them? Yeah. Because for them to be able to beat the Squad Supreme, that's just like saying that team can beat the Justice League. Yeah. And it's like that team ain't being the Justice League. And here's where, and here's where the, the whole thing gets fucked. Okay, they've been building Deadpool so negatively in the book. Only of nobody wants to be on the team. Nobody wants to be in. They're going to be getting messed up, and Deadpool's going to be the catalyst to hit Nighthawk, who's going to be the center or the brain of the team. He's going to be that X factor, I think, to hit one of them because you can't think Deadpool out. You yeah. can't figure out Deadpool. Deadpool is a logical whole. Deadpool is, you apply... If you got photographic reflexes, you can't copy Deadpool. <laughs> I can see That's... Deadpool taking out Nighthawk. That I can agree with. That I can agree with. Only because Nighthawk has never fought anything like Deadpool. And and the Uncanny Avengers have the slight numbers. And yeah. the numbers. That's the only thing. And then you have to think of Marvel writing. Well, yeah. Well, I also want to say... I have to agree with you. They completely fucked my girl Rogue up. First of all, Rogue is not an Avenger. I don't care how hard you try to push this agenda. How hard you're trying to push this. We just want to get her in a movie, please. Rogue is not an Avenger. She's an X-Man. That's number one. Number two, I'm mad that they took away her Miss Marvel powers. I love that she was the, the flight and the strength. Mm-hmm. I like that. And but does she have does she have um Wonder Man's powers right now though? 
I think she has Wonder Man's powers right now. Yeah, she has Wonder Man's in her head too. So yeah, so she has Wonder, Wonder Man Man's in her been head. Carol Danvers. Okay, yo, see, exactly. And so, okay, I'm with that. I had a thing that I pitched to Marvel, and actually, had someone respond back to me and said they liked it. I said her name is Rogue, so let her be Rogue. I like the idea. This is well, this is my pitch to Marvel from for Rogue that she can access any power she's ever touched. Ever. She can go back. For a second, she could be the Hulk. For a second, she could be Magneto. For a second, she could be Wolverine. Like, she can be anything. But the problem is, is that when she does that, she becomes... So, like, when she's Magneto, she's kind of evil. When she's Hulk, she's uh, fucking raw. She's hulking out. You seen uh, iZombie? Where she eats the brains and kind of takes on part of the personality, kind of like that. But that was they've already done that with Rogue. Exactly, that's what Rogue was, and that's one thing I liked about that. I think X Men has gotten far away from was that one thing I liked about Rogue was that her powers were fucked. Like, yeah, she can um, do all these great things, but she can't touch nobody ever, ever. Like that to me is great. That was one thing I liked about the X Men was that they were flawed. They were all flawed as shit. Each one of them. That was why they were with Xavier. Xavier was helping them. Like Wolverine was fucked up in the brain. Killing motherfuckers. Didn't know his background. Fucking Gambit is a thief. (laughs) Gambit's not a good dude. That's one thing I always liked about the Gambit character. Because when a smoke clears, Gambit... Gambit's the dude on the team that will just kill everybody. Like, why are we even, like, saving people? Like, I'm just going to kill every bad guy. You get a card to your face. (laughs) <laughs> he's a thief it's true. he doesn't give a shit about your life <laughs> he's like fuck that I don't care I'm not here for that <laughs> but anyways back to this um I'm you know I'm gonna be reading the issue I hope it's good same here I mean I'm I I don't have much faith in it being because I hate this uncanny team if if anything this is what I would have wanted to see okay I would have wanted to see a five-issue fleshed out where they're going and killing Atlantis. Like, you know, high-level Atlantis. Kill Atuma, make that a pretty decent fight, you know. But end them pretty, pretty well. Bring back some of the other big Atlantean uh, characters over where's time. Orca? Oh, yeah, Orca's, Orca's dead. Orca. Yeah. Orca's I was like, where's Orca? You know, they just had a re- universe reboot, so they could be flexible with you. But, but the universe uh, didn't reboot. But here's the thing. They, yeah, it's let's be honest. But we don't. We, Secret Wars hasn't even ended yet. We don't even know. Oh that. god. <laughs> yeah, whole other topic. But yeah. as far as we understand now, what I would have wanted to see: take the same, take not the same team, take the Ultimates team, five issues in after they killed Namor, and give me a five-issue crossover arc versus two high-powered teams. From that, so once you have their initial conflict, I would almost have Steve or Rogers come in. Hey, could you guys do me this favor? I would stick my team on it. We're not powerful enough. We they teamed with Hyperion. You mm-hmm. understand how frightening this character going mad is. The whole Superman flipping complex. Yes. Give me another five issues where they basically work their way into the team. Take out, you know, potentially take out or capture one character. Take out or capture another, you know, divide and conquer until, you know, they find out. Have the initial clash. And instead of having a winner or loser, because both teams are extremely powerful, Mm -hmm. have it basically be like, we need something else for you to do. And because the new Ultimates team is already on that 
galactic level yeah. after, you know, what they've done in two issues, which, you know, all in comics that hasn't been done. I hope Galactus is on the team, because they keep showing him. They keep showing pictures of him. I hope he's on the team. Like, I <laughs> hope he's... Got Galactus on my back, y'all. Yeah, like, dude, like, who's gonna fuck with this team? Like, oh shit, nigga, they got a world eater. Hey, <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but I want the black guys on my team. I'm just saying, they hit the I'm heavy hitters, you know what I mean? And you can tell that's a that's a sciency book because yeah. Black Panther didn't do anything Black Panthery ish. No, <laughs> other than just well, being awesome. super but intelligent. I think, which what, I'm all for. It. And I think what they did is they they went back to where. Black Panther actually, I think, had a good run when he was doing when they were doing the Fantastic Four as the type of character that is that brain. Yeah, he's Showing, the brain. You know, hey, look, Reed Richards isn't the only one. You know, one with you know that level of intelligence. Doctor Doom is not the only one who has a cross between the mystical right. and the scientific. Right, you right. Know? And exactly. I think I think they're bringing him into that book for that reason because right. they're they're really heavily powered, just like we said, the Squadron Supreme is. You know, the Squadron Supreme is, uh, you know, one of the best fights I think Squadron Supreme has is just versus the Squadron Supreme. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Hyperion beats up Hyperion. That right. works out for them. But for the most part, I think that, you know, I think that that would have been a better way to take them. Because I don't think they're going to work on Earth. I don't think the I don't Squadron know how they're Supreme gonna do it. can right. work on Earth. You're right. Because, well, now they've introduced that there is a multiverse now. Mm-hmm. So like, they, they, that's gonna work because I don't see like I said that when they first announced all the books. I'm like, how are they gonna have like eight Avengers teams? We still got A Force coming. Mm-hmm. Like, how are we gonna have eight Avengers teams and and then Squadron? Like, I'm just like, this doesn't work. They're gonna yeah. collide. But yeah. speaking of they're Panther, happy. do you know you heard who they're announcing they're they're gonna try and get to do the movie now, right? Uh, Ryan Coogler, yeah. same guy who did Creed. He wrote and directed that. He pitched the idea. So I didn't know all that. That he wrote that. He pitched that idea. And he used Michael B. Jordan um, because they also did Fruitvale Station. Right. And, you know, what better way to like get all the brothers on Marvel's side to have a black man write and direct it? And another reason why I'm all for it. I didn't notice. I did my research on Ryan Coogler. He is... A Sac State University native. Oh, really? He's a graduate oh, from Sac State. Oklahoma. Yeah, he's from Oakland. He's from the town. It's a whole state. Yeah, yeah, he's from the town. Like, he's from the world, brother. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, so I can relate to this guy. Okay, okay. And I'm all for that. I'm all for it. Like, especially knowing that he's a Sac State alumni. I'm like, oh, so he's a local guy. Like, okay, work. No, I'm really for it. Yeah, I want to see Creed myself. I haven't seen it yet. Creed is fantastic. I've heard a lot of people said it's really good. I will be watching it soon. It's great. Matter of fact, I've been slow on movies. Just had a kid, so you oh, know. Congrats on that, by the way. Yeah, it's you know it takes some time. Matter of fact, I'm just seeing Star Wars tomorrow. So me and my pops going on nostalgic style. Okay, you know okay. What I mean? Oh, you're going to see Star Wars tomorrow? Yeah, we're going to okay. see Star Wars tomorrow over a studio movie, bro. I've seen it three you know. times already. You already seen it three times? Yep. Dude, if it's that good, I'm probably going to go back and say it again. No, no time, no I, You know, I'm a Star Wars junkie. I, I needed to make sure that I really like this film. Like, and it takes more than one, one, one filming for me. Yeah. It I takes more than one filming for me. I can understand that. Yeah, and, you know, coming forward, you know, we'll probably end up trying to do, like, specials. We'll go see Marvel movie on release, come back and talk about it, film it, and then release it a week later, let everybody have a chance to catch up. Because we will not do spoilers 
within a week's time for anything. And anything that all spoils will be announced. So if yeah. we're going to talk about something, we'll let you know prior to you tuning in. All of these will be also uploaded on YouTube. So if you haven't checked it out, you can go back, you know, once you've seen the movie or read the comic or whatever it is, mm-hmm. then check out the podcast and discussion. And, you know, we'll have plenty of question answer time. So if you guys want to, you know, ask questions about it later, we'll, you know, at the end of podcasts and stuff, we'll take free questions and, you know, things of that nature. And I'm open to any kind of question. I will have, I, I will have any debate. I will argue Goku versus Superman because I know how the shit would happen. Who you got? Oh, I can tell you. you do you really want to know? Because I can show, I can tell you who and why it would happen. Who would win? Superman would win. Bullshit. No, hold up. No, no, stop. Hold up. There's going to be another episode. This got to be another episode. Let's go. I can tell you right now. And, and, and here's, the, here's the best part is Superman would win and here's a caveat. He would get his ass kicked the entire fight. And, I, and he would win for reasons that make no fucking sense. That make no freaking sense. Just like how when they cross over, Superman beat up the greatest hero of his lifetime. And he did that by grabbing a mystical hammer. Yeah, that was bullshit. <laughs> Are you talking about when he beat Thor? When he beat Thor? Oh, no. That was complete bullshit. Because if you know anything about Superman, he shouldn't be able to touch Thor. Because Thor's powers are magic-based. And if you know anything about Goku, he shouldn't be able to touch Goku. But I can tell you, he won the Thor fight. And for the same bullshit reasons, he will win the Goku fight. Uh, M. Roar, my baby is doing good, man. She a little, uh, she a little feisty one. She developing quickly, but I can tell you right now, we will, we will flesh this out. Matter of fact, I will dedicate an episode to breaking down how that fight will go because I don't want to just go who's gonna win. This is why I will tell you how the fight will go. I will tell you every single reason why mm-hmm. the fight is going the way it will, mm-hmm. and why that in reality, I don't feel that you know Superman should win the fight. Superman only wins the fight because people don't know what Superman's true power is. And I will break that down for you. But that's always been my complaint about Superman. Mm-hmm. What people don't understand about the whole concept of a Superman is that why he has so many powers was that the original creators who were writing him in the early 1900s, they would write themselves into corners. Mm-hmm. They would write themselves in the walls and they didn't know how to write, how, how to get themselves out of this. Like, how, how do we get Superman out of this? Uh, he has eye beams. How do we get some others? He has frost breath. You mean super he, hypnosis? Super hypnosis. <laughs> I still think the most ridiculous power, and you can Google this. This is a serious fact. Um, the most ridiculous power he ever had was the ability to create a small Superman. Yes. Where, you know, just again, the tight spaces that he just, the big Superman can't get into for some weird reason. He would clench his fist and open, and there'd be a small Superman in his hand. And the Superman could fly. The small Superman could fly and had the same amount of strength, same power, just smaller. Oh yes! I was just like, wow! So the guy could do anything. That's why I think after um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, that was the best thing they had to depower him. They had to depower Superman because they had kind of gotten out of hand. Yeah, like they had kind of gotten out of hand, and that's that is the beauty and the fault of the characters because, and this is what. This is what I would say is I'm talking about Superman as a character overall. You have to take all the Superman account just like you would have to take Goku. Because it's hard to really point and put either character at one point of their lifetime and say that's when you had to fight him. 
Because Goku goes through a number of power-ups, a number of changes. I mean, even now, he's freaking God Goku. He's got his Super Saiyan God and all this other stuff. Don't get me wrong. But his, his, his current stuff is, is canon now. So, you know, you have to take it into account. Just like with Superman. I mean, he's gone up and down so much that you have to... You almost have to give them both a benefit of doubt of what is some of the craziest stuff they've seen. Basically, this this is why I will agree with you. Is that DC has laid it out that basically as long as there is a yellow sun, Superman won't lose. You know, you say that. But does Superman really always need the yellow sun? Yes! No. That's where his powers come from. You would say that. But he's the one without... Matter of fact, you would say that he has a uh, degree of vulnerability to mysticism, right? Yeah. Matter of fact, if he got hit by a mystic being, technically, he should get hit like a normal person would. By that same mystic being, right? Exactly. That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. But he gets double decker super ultra punched by Shazam like every Thursday, and he just flies across the day. He should die. Like that should he should take one hit from Shazam and it should hit him like he's Clark Kent with no powers being hit by Superman. And I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. They take his powers and they vary him so much. Like sometimes he can, he can be near kryptonite and he's like, oh, coming over. Other times, he picks it up and throws it across the planet because it's annoying him. Other times, he's shot with it and he survived for like six weeks. That's just bad writing. That's just bad writing. What I'm saying, they've done that no, here's so the consistently over yeah. his lifetime that when you really break down a fight mm-hmm. between Superman and Person X, mm-hmm. you have to take a medium, medium concept of what Superman's power really is. And Superman's power is not within his strength, within mm-hmm. the yellow sun, within his random other powers. It's within his contract to win every fight he's ever in. The DC Universe, <laughs> DC Universe exists on one principle. On one principle and one principle alone. Superman can't lose. That's the principle. Of, Superman of, is the DC Universe. You remember Crisis on Infinite yeah. Earths, right? They showed the base core of all universes DC... Prior to that's their first destruction. Mm-hmm. Base core was Superman. Superman Prime established apparently to them their entire concept of all their multiverses, all of their heroes resulted in the base of that Superboy, Superman Prime, who was the only superhero on his on his planet. Then that was years ago, though. Right, but See, that's, that's when change. they that's that's when they changed every times universe, and they've even said this in conversions. This is the eighth iteration. Based off that first broken universe, yeah. So essentially, everything that they've done mm-hmm. is a broken version of that first thing. Which means, yes, Superman to them and DC writes like this. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Is the base character fundamental at all their universe? Not anymore, though. Not anymore. I can honestly say that now, one hundred percent. That the that Superman has been dethroned. He is no longer the dude anymore. And if you think I'm lying, look at what they're doing to the movie. I tell people, remember when Dawn of Justice was a Man of Steel sequel? Yeah. Remember when it was Man of Steel 2 and featuring Batman? Then it became, oh no, it's not a Man of Steel sequel. It's Superman versus Batman. Then it became, it's not even Superman versus Batman. It's Batman versus Superman. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Then it became. It's not even that. It's the Justice League prequel. 
I'm like, so y'all just kicked this nigga off of his own movie? I wonder if they're That's just still up. adding people into the movie, like, as we speak. They're still filming shit. Every time I look, it's like, okay, so now, uh, now we've got Cyborg, now we've got Flash. Not Flash. Now we've got I remember when they said Flash wasn't going to be in it. They said it was just going to be Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. And then there were, Vic Stone was going to be in it, but not Cyborg. Right. I heard Vic Stone was going to be in it because they've already cast like an him. Easter egg kind of. Yeah, thing. well, I think there's going to be a scene. He's probably going to be working at Lex Corp. Like, there's going to be something like that. Booyah! And then, I don't even think going to do that with him. Like, oh, God. Um, but, um... Now Doomsday's in it. Now Doomsday's in it. And it completely horrible. fucked that up, in my opinion. And I know there's a lot of DC fans that are going to be like, oh, that's amazing. But to me, that's not Doomsday. Dude, to me, I fucked up a long time ago. To me, that's Bizarro. Like that should have been Bizarro, because right. the whole point of Bizarro was. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'm getting all worked up and shit. But um, the whole point of Bizarro is that um, he was Lex Luthor trying to clone Superman. Right. But you find out Kryptonian DNA can't be cloned, so that was the best he could do. That was the best that he could create. In the new universe, he was trying to create Superman. In the new 52, he's trying to create Superman. But he, um, he, um, he, he, but something happened and he was cloning Superman. He needed like years to clone him and he had to release him early. Right. So Bizarro was like an undeveloped Superman with undeveloped Kryptonian. That would have been a perfect way for him to use Zod, which I honestly, in my opinion, feel like they did last minute. I feel like they did that last minute. Like, it looked like they did that last I minute. I feel like they did that I like a few months anybody, ago. I would have looked at it and I would have saw how poorly we casted Lex Luthor. Right? Because that is going to be one of the worst casting ideas since Ben Affleck. Oh, the same movie. Ain't that amazing? Yeah, ain't that amazing? <laughs> I don't know. I think Ben Affleck might do a good job. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But just looking at that Lex Luthor, even the casting, I'm like, that's not Lex Luthor. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you try to convince me. That is not Lex Luthor. That should have been the Riddler. If that was the Riddler, that would have been perfect. If that was Edward Enigma, that would have been, especially the part where he said, she was like, you're, you're a maniac. What did she say? And he was like, it's a three-letter word built for people to breathe. Oh, yeah. Like, that is yeah. such a fucking Edward Enigma line. Yeah. Like, that is such a That's Riddler funny. line. I was just saying, he would have been, he's playing the Riddler in a Lex Luthor costume. In a Lex Luthor costume. Like, it's some just horrible thing. And real quick... And it's not even bald! Thank you, Kev Martino. Um, the Bizarro that you're talking about came from the Crime Syndicate saga. That's why Lex Luthor... Lex Luthor had to break him out early because of... Yeah, no, that was because on Forever... I just read that recently. Yeah. Forever Evil. Yeah. Um, where... Uh, the crime syndicate came and got rid of all the all the superheroes and got rid of all of them. Yeah, but that's and, why that. And and Superman, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all I'm saying. Like that's the new way. But either way, Lex Luthor was the one that created that helped create, you know, Bizarro. And so and so they did the same thing with this one. But instead, he created Doomsday. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Doomsday was an old Kryptonian weapon, like. No, that's not... And I get that they're not trying to do it at the comic books. I get it. But the, the missed opportunity for that to just be bizarro just upsets me. But see, and I really think that that's... One of the th- my problems with Doomsday being in the movie is that I think that for a long time, since the second... After the second Doomsday arc. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about Doomsday arc, first Doomsday arc, death of Superman arc, mm-hmm. JLA issues all the way up to Superman issue to his death... Great arc. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Best thing Superman's ever done. Got himself killed. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> the next arc, which I thought was good, was when they gave him his little origin. The one with Wave Rider, uh-huh. where, you know, they go to, um, what is it? Not Colon, um, Cauldron. Okay. And they go to Cauldron, they find Doomsday after they go to Apocalypse and uh-huh. find out Doomsday's alive. Yeah. And been, you know, brought back. They find out all of his origins. They find out the only way to stop him is to send him back to the end of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the zero hour event that there was yeah, about zero to come. Because it was a prequel, too. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Something's going to happen. So, yeah. that was good. After that, when they started injecting Brainiac into him, then Luther was re-technically cloning him. They tried to make him smart and everything. Mm-hmm. Even when they tried to have him fight against uh, Imperiax. Uh, the, uh, you know, World of Wars saga or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The World of Wars. Even when they had that saga, I just, they never got that same essence of Doomsday they had in the first two, where it was like, Doomsday don't talk, Doomsday mm-hmm. doesn't think about stuff, Doomsday just breaks shit. That's exactly. what Doomsday is doing. He's a weapon. It's he just, shouldn't even be able to talk. He's not even a weapon. He is just destruction. He is the equivalent to me of a supernova. Right. There's no reason for it. There's no rhyme for it. But shit happens. He's just here you to fuck shit I mean? up. I get exactly what you're saying, and that's where, and that's another thing that kind of scares me about you know the DC um, movie verse is I'm like, okay, so we're doing Doomsday already. It's the second movie, dog. Dude, we're, technically the first. This is like the prequel. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm talking. About it's the second movie in the DC movie universe. I'm like, oh yeah, for the just, current. Yeah. yeah, we're only two movies in, and you're already doing Doomsday. Who else is there left? Who else is there left? Doomsday is actually probably gonna team up with like Vandal Savage. The way they're going right now, then Suicide Squad's gonna come in, right? You know, they're now, gonna be part of the Now let's talk thing. about Suicide Squad. Now it looks good to me. Mm-hmm. My problem with it is let's be honest here. If this movie isn't rated R, it's not gonna be that good. True. Like, it, I mean, let's just be honest here. If it's not rated R, it's just going to be meh. Yeah. And I'm tired of all these people who are now all of a sudden Harley Quinn fans. Yeah. I Like, when did this happen? When did Harley Quinn just become just a hella extremely popular character? I'm just like, like, people like her like she's like a good guy. Yeah. And I'm just like, do y'all forget that she's a maniac have murdering psychopath? But... Are you reading her books? They're totally buying in. DC is totally modifying her character yeah. to now be more of a Deadpool kind of. Oh no, they turned her into their Deadpool. Yeah, they turned her into their Deadpool. Completely flipped her. She doesn't even really deal with Doctor J. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was, saying, I was just like, this, this, this is Mr. J. New, my bad. Yeah, I got you. This the new Fifty Two. Has she even met Joker? Like, I'm confused. Like, I'm like the whole concept of Harley Quinn was that she was. Um, Joker's sidekick. She yeah. was like she a was, female. She was bro- Joker broke her. Exactly. Like Batman trained Robins. Exactly. And that's supposed to be like where Joker's psychosis is Batman's training. Mm-hmm. Joker Jokerized the shit out of Harley Quinn. <laughs> she is that. She is that chaotic result. Exactly. And the idea was that when she's not with him, she just gets more chaotic. Which. I like to a degree with her on the suicide, you know, the idea of letting a chaos loose character in. But like he said, now they've tried to like give her all this, you know, um, not necessarily personality, but all these like sad desires to be a better person and regrets upon things that she's done. And 
for the most part, that's not real. That's not who the character that's was. Not who, that's not. That's not Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was a psychopathic killer. That's why she's on the Suicide Squad, which is why I'm also confused. I'm like, how the fuck does she have her own book where she's all like regretful and all this, and then she's also on the Suicide Squad. And the whole point of Suicide Squad is that these are bad guys taken out of jail to do fucked up missions and they might just die. Like, that's yeah. the whole concept of the Suicide Squad. And that's, that's, I don't, and I, I just can't, to me, I can't see why or what they're going to do with this movie either if it's A, not rated R, because. How are you going to really unleash Harley? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I mean? If it's Harley not and Joker. I mean, Harley... And I I have hopes for this Joker. I don't. But I don't think he'll be good. He looks no, like no, a juggalo. I, I, that's he, my problem. He looks like it. a juggalo. I don't like the tattoos. Like, yeah! You missed the essence of... Joker... Part of Joker's joke is that suit. Yes. That suit represents Joker's joke against high society. Those people who he's messing up because... Joker doesn't bathe. Right. Joker looks like yeah. filth and stuff. But he always wears that suit. He's always dressed to the team. Mm-hmm. He don't miss his little cummerbund, have holes in the suit and crazy shit like that. Unless he's in fight currently. Right. But he's dirty in that suit. He goes everywhere he is. And he he's a performer. He looks that part. Having him be, you know, tattooed and... What is up, SoCal Iron God? Welcome. But having him be tattooed and look a certain way and like... Basically almost be, in my opinion... Mm-hmm. A Joker wannabe pretending to be the Joker. Like, if you guys wrote this guy and called him the Joke, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, you know, he came after like the Heath Ledger's character, and he was like supposed to be just some false version of it. I get it, but I don't like what they've done with the look of that character. He might almost get it right in the acting. I, I hope mean, he does. Nothing I like in the Jared I've seen. I like Jared Leto. Leto. I like yeah. Jared Leto. Um. I just, when I see that Joker, I'm not, like, disturbed. When I saw Heath Ledger's Joker for the first time, it disturbed me. Yeah. Like, I was like, yo, that looks fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, like, the scars and shit. Like, that, to me, it disturbed me. Yeah. But when I see Jared Leto, he looks like a drag queen. And, like, I'm just, like, I'm not. And maybe the movie will make me feel better. I'm hoping it does. I'm hoping it does. I'm, I'm rooting for it. I'm hoping it does well. Um... I'm hearing that they're going to use Will Smith for the next Batman movie. In what role? Dead shot. Yo, you want him in the next No, movie. I heard that's what they're, where they're going. Like, I heard that they're going to do that. Interesting. Yeah, that Interesting. they're going to do that the next Batman movie. Because they've already just straight up said, fuck Superman. There's not even a Man of Steel sequel announced. Which, to me, makes me believe that Doomsday is going to kill Superman. Spoiler. <laughs> and the oh, spoiler hasn't seen it. Spoiler, hasn't seen it that's spoiler. But if you don't happen. know that, that's the here's the that's thing. The whole point and purpose of the Doomsday character was that he killed Superman. That was the whole point of his character. If he doesn't kill Superman, then that's kind of lame. Like I'm just kind of like, okay, then what was the point? Yeah. Then I'm just like, then what was the point? My other concern is, okay, goes back to my Thor theory. Like I'm like, if. Superman can't stop him. Then what the fuck is Batman and Wonder Woman gonna do? Yeah. Like you know, honestly, like what are they gonna do? Well, remember, Batman would have been just fresh out of a fight with Superman. Where 
he would have taken his new robotical suit because that means oh god and fought against this alien creature who beats up robots in his spare time but if you look <laughs> if you look he was no. about to get fucked well, up to one of them this isn't a doomsday that we know either this doomsday apparently has optic blasts which is lame which is lame I'm like dude why does he have heat vision and why does he have heat vision why that's fucking stupid you know why because like you said earlier it's technically bizarro but at the same time if, if they just have a bad looking bizarro mm-hmm and they are smart enough to change the name. Will you be okay with it? So I'd be okay with it, but they're not. It's obviously Doomsday. I mean, yeah, it's obviously Doomsday. Yeah, it's obviously Doomsday. But if they change it, would that change your feeling upon where they were going with it? Or would you I still... Would, I would have liked Bizarro. I said it from the, earlier in this podcast. Like, I was just like, I want Bizarro. I want Bizarro. Like, that would have been perfect. That's why I said it upset me because I'm like, you guys completely missed an opportunity to do Bizarro. Instead, you're doing this fake Doomsday. <laughs> that's probably gonna get his ass kicked. I don't know how, but this is the guy that killed Superman. <laughs> this is the guy that killed. He successfully did it. He and did. so he and did. so now he's just gonna get his. I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm just like I want to watch it anyway, and I hope it's good. You gotta see it. I mean, right now, I I can tell you right now. I after seeing some things where, for example, when they first said Ben Affleck's playing Batman, I saw some of the screeners. I thought to myself, okay, it's been a while since Daredevil. Maybe Ben Affleck has cleaned up his act. He can do something. And maybe that was just, you know, maybe that's just a hard character to do. I mean, Daredevil in concept is a rough character to play. You're playing a blind guy who knows martial arts and isn't a lawyer. That's not the easiest character to go. Then I fucked around and caught the Netflix version of Daredevil and I was just completely revamped. Like, holy shit. This is a this character is amazing. This show is amazing. I love Daredevil. Ben Affleck just fucked it up. That was old Ben Affleck. Okay, old Ben Affleck. That was Ben Affleck all up in Jennifer Lopez. I I personally don't think Ben Affleck as an actor has changed much. Now he's a good actor, but he's only good when he's playing roles that are not somebody else. Like he doesn't have any variation. Like you're fairly one note, and you're like. When they showed the scene of him talking to Superman, he was not in Bruce Wayne character, and that's a big part of the Batman's character that shows me you haven't read the books. Batman, mm. when our boy Batman is in Bruce Wayne character, he is playing Bruce Wayne. He doesn't get mad and make little quirks to you know other people like I know you're Superman basically, and I'm talking like I'm a violent prick. You know? What I mean? <laughs> like, no, look. This is neck snapping Superman across. The oh world. god! You're Batman, and you should know this. I got into an extreme argument with someone on Twitter recently about neck snapping Superman. Like people are really defense. This is what scares me about DC fans. They're so willing to accept anything as long as they have something that can compete with the Marvel films. I'm like, dude, I'm not even a hardcore DC fan, but even if I was, I would have been like, what the fuck was that? So really, Superman, the guy that can catch buildings and he can do all these fantastic things, snaps a nigga's neck. They should have just called him Hyperion. That would have liked him if Hyperion. That's something Hyperion would have done. Hyperion would have snapped the neck. Hyperion ends people. I don't want my Superman snapping niggas' necks. I'm sorry. I don't want my Superman snapping necks. That's just me, though. If you want a neck snapping Superman, by all means. To me, that's not Superman. The new your new your new Superman right here. 
<laughs> you see this head on the ground? Hold on. <laughs> side to side real quick. You can see you can see my boy Namor head on. This is what you're going to see from Superman from now on, people. Superman going to be taking off heads. That's he a good gonna point. He's going to be snapping necks. He's going to be cutting off legs. Because they turned Superman into Hyperion. Yeah. I can agree with that. Like they turned him into Superman. He's... He doesn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. He's obviously very distant. Like this in the Man of Steel movie. This is like a super old review now, but in the Man of Steel movie, you get a very distant Superman. Yeah, now. Superman, unlike I'd say, unlike the Superman of the past, Superman doesn't feel connected to humanity. Right, and that's a big thing that takes away from him being a Superman, if you exactly. will, to just some dude who can snap next. Yeah, you know I mean, and I just don't like the next snap. I don't like. I don't the like next the next snap, and I don't like the collateral damage thing. And I, I like the special effects of it, but yeah. the fact that Superman was being hit through all these buildings mm-hmm. and wasn't even close to where, like, when he got hit through buildings, you saw people in the buildings. It wasn't yeah. like, okay, hey, look, General Lane evacuated downtown. Yeah. These super beings are fighting, yeah. and you know he has that advantage. Like, no, you caused billions of dollars of damage. You took it probably good. Two three hundred thousand lives. Metropolis is in a unpopulated area, right? Right. And then you didn't just snap a neck; mm-hmm. you snapped the neck in front of an American family. But that's one <laughs> theory, and I think we talked about this outside of the podcast. I, I this is why I hate this, the Superman's neck snapping. It's not that he snapped the dude's neck; it's the reason why he snapped the dude's neck. He snapped the dude's neck because he was about to kill his family. Like, all these people didn't kill. He's really focused on trying to kill this family. And Superman snapped his neck to save the family. My question is, where does it end? Okay, I'm pretty sure any bad guy he fights, he's going to be almost on the brink of killing a bad guy. On the killing an innocent family. So what's Superman going to do? Just go around killing every villain that he fights? Like, is that what he's going to do? Is he? Because that's, that's what he's going to have to do now. He has to kill everyone now. You like, know what? The only way I think that would be redeemable, okay. based off what you're saying here, because I just had a just the only thought that would redeem this in my mind and make me super happy mm-hmm. is if they were building from Dawn of Justice to the end of Justice to Crime Syndicate. So next snapping Superman now has a purpose. He in turned into Ultraman. He just turned into Ultraman. I almost would have liked if they would have went with the story up for Injustice. Like if that would have led to Injustice. Because if you read, remember the Injustice story, the Joker yeah. convinced them to kill Lois Lane. If that could have led excuse me, to that story arc, yeah. with him, you know, becoming kind of evil, realizing, oh, this is what I need to do now. Like, okay, I guess I'm just judge, jury, and executioner. Then I would agree with that. Then I'd be like, okay. And that's where they're kind of going with. That's why Batman is mad at him, because people that, that he was good with, cool with died in that fight. If you notice in the beginning of the old trailer, you see him holding someone who died, and he's looking up all angry and mean, and he's looking up at Superman fighting. Like right. so, that's the, the whole concept is that this Batman is an older Batman. He's been doing this for years, and he's been retired. So now he's coming out of retirement. Okay, oh, I understand. I hate the idea of retired Batman. Batman does not retire. That is a character change that in when they did the um, rise of rise of crap Bane fucked up movie. I hate that movie. Oh, it sucks. It's so bad. <laughs> it was such a terrible movie. When I did that movie, I hated the idea of, well, Batman took like 10 years off and, you know, retired and let himself go a little bit, you know, and had to retrain. Like, look, Batman isn't a boxer who's coming back into the... Batman 
is Batman. Yes. Bruce Wayne is the alter ego yes. to Batman. Batman there is, Batman. is no shutting it down. There yeah. is no the only way it would be shut down is if they came back mm-hmm. and this new Batman was Batman Beyond. Yeah. And you know, the old Batman was that. just training, you know, <laughs> hey look, I fell out, I had to get a new one. Uh-huh. Which is kind of what they're doing right now in the story arc with Mother. You know, of yeah. the whole like that whole concept of I need an heir. I won't be around forever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So okay. I think that I think that with Batman, you have to kind of have that constant feeling of Batman. The idea of retired Batman or I'm coming back, I'm too old for this shit, Batman, is just, to me, it's ignorant of the character. It is because Batman would never retire. And it doesn't bring anything to him. It reminds me of one of my favorite uh, Batman moments. I have a lot of favorite Batman moments. <laughs> but um, one of my favorite Batman moments was when uh, the Justice League from a million years in the future shows up. And they show up in our time just to say, what's up, what's good? And everyone's excited. They're like, dude, our superheroics takes us years in the future. We inspire our whole nation. We inspire all these people. Blah, 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 blah. Everyone was happy except for Batman. Batman's like, this is fucking bullshit. And everyone's like, what's wrong with you, Batman? Like, should you be happy? He was like, a million years in the future. And you still need a Batman? Yep. Like, Really? So Batman's kind of like, so why am I even doing this? Like, he started to, like, question himself. Like, I like that. What you got to understand about Batman is that he's fucking nuts. (laughs) He's insane. A billionaire dresses in a costume. He's an insane person. He's not all there. He's smart as fuck. He's in in shape as fuck. But is he, he, no, he's missing a few things. Like, he's not all there. So yeah, so he would think differently from people. He would be like, "What? Why the fuck am I even doing this thing? Like, if you still need me, I mean, I'm doing this so that you won't need me no more. I don't want to be celebrated. I don't want people to be like me. I don't want that. Like, I need. I'm doing this because it needs to be done. Someone needs to do it, and I'm gonna do it until all crime is wiped out. And people keep telling him, "But you can't wipe out all crime." And Batman says, "Watch me." Like, he's insane! He's yep. nuts! Yep. He's well, insane! And I can do this with just some martial arts training, some detective skills, and some batarangs. Yes, sir. That's it. So that's, that's all you really need. Anything else we want to talk about on here? We've been, we've been, I don't know, man. We've we been got kind of out of... <laughs> we've gone through it. Uh, let's see. Get you out to put a lot of good things. Human cops can still handle it. And Batman can still be lazy. <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. Oh, we're just talking about... Uh, they're talking about how there was no cop. There was basically the idea of Batman retiring is because there was no crime in Gotham. Exactly. And my comment was that it's not Gotham if there's no crime. Exactly. Gotham with no crime is Coast City. Yeah. Well, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Nothing happens in Coast City. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta leave the planet if you want a crime in Coast City. You know what I mean? No, yeah. don't get me wrong. Star City a little bit more, but you know, uh-huh. DC world. Now, if there's no crime. Thus, no Batman. There's technically no Gotham. There, that changes. And I would say, if they did something like that, then Batman would have to have had a kid. Batman would have. Batman would have moved on in a way other than I'm just going to retire and hang out in my house and let my body go to shit. Exactly. All that training mm-hmm. that he did alone would keep him wanting to keep his body up. It's a natural feeling. It's just like people work out. Mm-hmm. They don't just stop working. I mean, if you work out professionally, you don't just stop working out one day and you'd be like, all right, well, you know, I'm just going to let myself go. Right. You may work out less, mm-hmm. but the fact that he was walking around with a cane just says, you, you just, 
you know, we didn't think this out very well. And right. that was shown apparently through the whole rest of the movie when basically Anne Hathaway outacted everybody else in the movie with the role of Catwoman, which wasn't even that great. But, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying... I make it Nobody else was redeeming in that movie. That movie sucked. That movie was pretty much Christopher Nolan realizing he could do no wrong. <laughs> yeah, and it was just no like, at all. and his brain was like, people have really got him thinking, I could do no wrong. Mm. So I'm gonna make a movie that makes no sense. Yeah, no sense. No sense. I mean, Christopher Nolan was the kind of person who, you know, he. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't add Batmite to the movie. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> I mean, that would have made more of... sense than throwing every single person in Gotham City PD into that one area. Exactly. Throwing them all in there exactly. at one time. And I still, Christopher Nolan, I want an explanation for a few things. For one thing. One thing. No, no, there's a lot of things I want. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. I want to know how Batman was able to get from a hole in the ground in the desert on the other side of the planet with no money, no gadgets. And get the Gotham in like a day. Explain this. I want an explanation. You about to give me a bullshit explanation. All right, let me. <laughs> you about to give me a bullshit explanation. Go I, for it. Go for it. I can't even come up with bullshit. <laughs> 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 there's, no, there's no explanation for this. You that stumped me. Like I can. I, I break down Goku versus Superman before I break down that kind of. I'm just like, dude, like, what? Dude, like seriously, like seriously. I'm also, I'm, I'm willing to forgive that the dude healed his back by punching it. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think about how often does a doctor. Punch one of his patients who's recently paralyzed. See, that's, that's not bullshit answer. I was waiting for you. I was waiting for you to give me a bullshit answer or something. That's what I was getting across. The second thing was like, dude, you just began your fucking journey, bro. Like, do you know people in this country? Which <laughs> house in the top just waiting? Like, Master Bruce will get tops. Eventually. <laughs> got the bat wing right here. Yeah. And like, how the fuck is he hiding a giant spaceship on top of a building? He's just hiding there. No one has bread across this thing. Not even maintenance. Maybe that's what it was. Bane knew he couldn't get cell phone reception in the hole. So he left him with the cell phone the whole time. So he got out and just called Alfred like, Hey, Alfred, I need you to send one of the jetliners down here. Oh, do you have one that can get across the country in like 13 minutes? Because I got to Yeah, we got things to do. They're gonna I, blow up. I just up. need explanations. There's a lot of things in that movie. Like yeah. I need an explanation for like, this. I mean, and that doesn't even explain why Bane talked like a girl the whole time. Like, and not even, I'm sorry, that's insulting the girls. <laughs> I would say Bane talked as stupid or unintelligently, but that's also insulting the stupid or unintelligent. So Bane talked like Bane, which is just terrible in itself. But why? Mess ups. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Whole other podcast. But um, I think right here, I mean, it's been uh, a good like two hours and fifteen minutes. So just this piece, of it, <laughs> not even the part that like we recorded earlier. Jesus, so, this is so um, long. That's all right, though. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. We definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you know, fun. this is the uh, first or pilot episode of Where's My Super Suit. Uh, this is the initial graphic. Um, you know, thank, shout out to Marvel and everything like that for you know providing some of we gonna modify and edit later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, this is uh, we're gonna try to do the show weekly, um, at the least with special episodes, depending on you know things that come out. Star Wars movie, Marvel movies. DC Are you watching movies, Star Wars this week? I, tomorrow at one o'clock. 
All right, man. Next week, let's talk about this talk Star Wars. We'll talk Star Wars. Talk Dude, Star Wars. I'm, re- I'm, I'm reading the Marvel books right now. I've read Extended Universe, which I read too. Not all of them. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll say that next time. We'll say that next But um, thank y'all for tuning in. We <laughs> definitely appreciate it. Uh, it's your boy Phony Toast. Toast with the most. T A S K Test One. And we're checking.